I was like, let's do this. Like, screw it. Like, take chances. And we, you know, both got the acceptance letter and like, I cried. (laughs) I know Jay did too. And I just like, I couldn't believe we both got in. Everybody and welcome to episode 82 of the On The Run podcast. We are coming to you from our usual spots now, virtual in our home bedroom studios. Erica, what's up? How's it going, man? Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday night. Happy Tuesday to everybody listening. It's been a while. It's been mm-hmm. like 10 days since we really talked. I miss you. I miss you too. It's been too long, man. I mean, well, I did get to see you in person last week, but then you were away on your awesome business trip, which I want to hear about, by the way. When did we see each other in person? I forget. That was so long ago. Uh, you stopped by Hamster Wheel for a oh, nice that's chunk right. of time. You and your boys. That's right. Yeah, we came to cheer you on at Hamster Wheel. I forgot about that. Wow, so much has happened in the past like 10 days. Adeline started hockey. That it was oh first time was okay. Second time, she said it was great. Okay. Good, good. She's liking it more. I'm a little worried. It's going to be very, very, very expensive if she loves it. <laughs> and then uh, we yep. went and saw some dinosaurs last night in Manchester. There was like, a, it's like Disney on Ice, but it was Jurassic Park. It's really cool. Oh, how cool. The boys freaking love it. But... You can do such cool things with little kids, man. I mean, that's uh, honestly something I would probably do on my own anyways. But to have kids with you, it's a little bit of a... Like a, a freebie. You get to yeah, <laughs> you, you get oh, the pass. I totally understand what you mean. Like, yeah, you mm-hmm. want to go see mm-hmm. something cool, but it's really for kids. Great. I got kids. I can take them. I'll tell you, with twins, it's hard. It's getting easier. Yeah. And they sat down the whole time pretty much either in the seat next to me or on my lap. Uh, my mom came because Ashley was working. I was like, Mom, do you want to come and just help wrangle up the boys if we need to wrangle them up? It was unnecessary as far as the wrangling up the boys, but they were mm. instead of being like, oh my God, oh my God. They were more just like, like, wow, this is cool. Like big, uh, wide <laughs> so open So much stimulation, eyes. right? Yeah, no, it absolutely was. So it was a yeah. ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. Well, shout out Janice for, uh, <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. doing that for Thanks, you. Mom. She's a saint. <laughs> you dropped Hamster Wheel and I Hamster Wheel was last week. Well, let's tell everyone, let's give them a little update. We already recorded our hamster wheel update recap last night yep. with a special guest. We won't drop her name yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll save it. But the Patreons get to have a, a sneak peek of it. I believe you said Wednesday it was going to drop. That sounds right to you. My plan is not Wednesday. to put any deadlines on you, but <laughs> oh, no. Well, so many, so many things to do. Wednesday's the goal to have that on the mm-hmm. Patreon page, and then it will be on next week's episode with our yeah. special guest. But yep, Hamster Wheel came and went. It was a blast as usual. I got to see a lot of fun people, um, one of them being Celeste from the Culture Trail Running podcast that we got to talk to, and she's just so much fun. Shout out to them. They grabbed Karen for an episode. Yes, and that was a wonderful choice on their part because we love Karen. Karen's amazing. And uh, she did freaking fantastic during that race. I don't know if I want to ruin it now or no, have everybody let's wait. Do this. But... We can talk about yeah. it next week. But if okay. you want to know now, go check out her episode on the Cultural Trail Running Podcast. 
There you go. You're going to learn yep, some things about way. her too that you never knew before. <laughs> I never knew, but I'm downloading Words with Friends and I'm going to kick her ass. <laughs> I would like to see that. I, I don't think I could beat her in that game, but <laughs> I want to see her kick your ass. <laughs> but yeah, Hamster Wheel was a blast as per usual, and you'll just have to wait and see how it went. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, you wanted to know what I've been up to the last 10 days. I'll give you an option. Mm-hmm. In the intro, do you want to hear hmm. about my work trip, or do you want to hear about my new running shoes? Ah, oh, God damn it. Uh... Let's go running shoes first. We'll save the business trip for later. All right. I know that's really cool, and I want to hear a lot about it. So okay, tell me about so, your shoes, man. So if we went in By or- the way, you were supposed to wait for me to go shopping at Chris's store, Runner's Alley, and you went without me, you jerk. <laughs> well, if if we went the Utah, my work story first, the thing is I like to throw my shoes away. Is that weird? When I'm done no, with them. No, I actually have done that before. I did that in um, the first time I went to Germany. I didn't come home with my camelback right. because it was a really old one. And I think I left a pair of shoes because they were just old. So, yep, lighten the load. Yeah, I decided to lighten the load of my luggage. And because I had my UFOs, I had work boots, and I had my running shoes. I, I wanted to bring the sandals, yep. but I, I just was like, nah, why do I need to bring four pairs for four days on the road? Sounds like a girl thing to do because I'm very guilty of that. I pack a lot. Like Ashley will say, I take too long to pack and I pack a lot, but I pack a lot of t-shirts and underwear and crap and like one Mm -hmm. pair of pants. I needed two. In fact, I I did bring two and I ripped them. Thankfully, I brought two. I ripped my pants while working and I threw those (laughs) out too. So I came back much lighter than I did uh, when I went out to Utah. But I yep. threw away, I did my last run with my sneakers. So the story is I had three pairs of sneakers to begin this year and they're all thrown out now. And I had no shoes on Friday when I, when I got home. So I had to go to runner's alley and I saw Chris, she was there. This was unplanned. This was kind of spontaneous. And yep. I went there. She did this really cool thing with my feet. I stood on, I've done s- similar things before at other shoe stores, they have you go on a treadmill and walk and they watch your gait. But this mm-hmm. display showed my feet when I took my uh, shoes off and it said, like, I have high arches. True. I don't really have that wide of feet. I've never been in a wide foot, but um, she can see why maybe I get planners fasciitis sometimes. So oh, they were pushing um, cushiony shoes a little bit. I've never really wore. I kind of just stick to what works and we'll get to that. But the mm-hmm. first pair of shoes. Yep. Are some Saucony. Ooh, so you you uh branched out a little from your new balances. Ooh, those are those are nice looking. I don't know what these are now that I think about. Oh, the Triumph 21s. Saucony oh, okay. Triumph 21s. And I, I typically in New Balance or Saucony, I almost mm-hmm. branched out and got Hoka's and there was another brand there I almost tried on. I did try on, but uh there were the Hoka's. They just my foot felt like it was swimming in it. And mm-hmm. I wanted to try on some on running shoes. I will next time. Like, okay. I'm going to branch out. So I've heard some good things about those. So worth a shot. Remind me to talk about on running when we talk about Utah. But yeah, here's the first okay. pair. Saucony. Yeah, John Calabrese will nice. love this shoe porn. You guys love your shoe porn. So <laughs> yeah, there they are. Definitely. I have not worn these shoes yet. because They I mean, look shiny and new, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think you could tell if you've worn them outside. So I didn't get to go running in any of them yet. I haven't been able to run because it's just been difficult. The other pair, I stuck to the uh, tried and true New Balance. 
My favorite. They are my favorite mm. shoe, the A eighty. I've been running on the eight eighties for probably five years, but uh, I oh. did not have a pair of eight eighties this year. And I was like, I want to go back because I love this shoe. It is black and I've been trying to add some color in my life, but it just worked out at the time. It was a black pair and Adeline loved the black pair. So there you go. Yeah. So I went to yeah, those are Island. nice looking shoes, man. I got some new shoes. There's the bottom for anyone. If I post this on reels, I will. I will. So yeah, sure. I, I got new shoes. Coach is about to kick my ass because <laughs> her name is going to drop 24 times in this episode. <laughs> and easily oh, half those times I'm making short jokes at her. Yep. And I 100% support Nicole's decision to kick your ass because you showed no mercy. <laughs> so, Nicole, <laughs> do your worst. <laughs> I do it out of love. I really do. I really yes, do. Yes, yes. We we can feel the love. So it, it 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 wasn't anything mean. It was just a little jib jab, you know. <laughs> what? So so she should she should have released the wrath, you know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if she's a woman of her word. But anyways, mm. let's get into it. Our amazing guest is one of her. Be- it's her wife, best friend. Yep. Yeah. All all the good stuff. So here we have. Justine Hayward back again because we first talked to her when we first talked to Nicole. They uh they both came on and told us a little bit about uh the 5K for Jay and we all know how that turned out. It was wonderful and so we wanted to dive a little bit deeper into Justine's like her history and background and just get to know her a little bit better. So I'm glad we did. Yeah, she's so fun, so easy to talk to. Her personality is so just easy. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten to know her like you said in the past year. So. I, I edited this one on the airplane. I loved it. It was, it was a wonderful episode for me to listen to while editing. And I I love editing on the airplane. If I'm ever like, I need to find time, I'm just going to buy an airline ticket, add some miles, go for a flight and edit (laughs) an episode. It's so easy. And the flight just flies by, literally flies by. So, yep. I'm glad you got to multitask and, and get some stuff done while you're flying across the country, you jet setter. All right. Enjoy this wicked awesome episode with Justine Hayward on the On the Runs podcast. Our next guest on the pod is a friend of the pod who we met last year when she and her life partner kicked off the 5K for Jay. Since we've gotten to know her and all her friends, we thought it was time to get her on the pod for her own episode. She lives in a beautiful but hilly part of New Hampshire with one of the nicest lawns you'll ever put your bare feet on. And this year, she is running in the 2024 Boston Marathon, raising money for the Dana-Farber team. We are so excited to have her back on the podcast. Justine Hayward, welcome back to On the Runs. Thank you guys for having me again. It's our pleasure, Justine. It's so nice to see you again. You've had one hell of a year, and I can't wait to see, to hear from you, all the cool things that you've been up to lately. Yeah, uh, right now I'm in the middle of training for Philadelphia Marathon. Nicole and I are going out there in a little under three weeks. So uh, we did our last long run. Yep. So taper time. I'm excited. Excellent. Yeah, you just did your last long run. Were you dressed up in a costume for it too? (laughs) Not for the long run. We did that the day before when it was, you know, like 80 degrees. And then we froze the next day doing the costume run. That's New England. (laughs) Yep. You never know. Now you're. 
your life partner Nicole, she was Minnie Mouse, it. and it's fitting it. because because it was Minnie. But what were you dressed as? I couldn't figure it out. You couldn't figure it out. I, I know. Daisy. Was it Daisy Duck? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was Daisy. Ah, oh, see, um, at least I kind of thought about it, but I didn't. It's, You're a terrible didn't get it Disney right dad. Come on, your kids watch Disney all the time. You should know that. I'm the, I'm the yeah. best Disney dad. <laughs> You need some work. Daisy Duck. Minnie and Daisy Duck. I like it. Yeah. How do you come up? Like, she's been Minnie before. Yes. Uh, she's Minnie every day. But how did uh, you come up with Daisy Duck? <laughs> she is Minnie every day. Um, she, I think I just went off of her costume last year when we did the trick or trot. We wanted to match. Um, so I got the Daisy costume and she already had the mini one. So it worked out well. <laughs> and now we're just going to repurpose them for years to come. Perfect. I just love how he keeps taking shots at Nicole and she's not even here to defend herself. I feel like I need to step <laughs> in or something. Hey, hey cool. I will with the oh, she's jokes. got broad shoulders. She can handle it. <laughs> I'll send her an invite right now if we have to get her in here just to hear. But yes. she was so so she and I were texting just like an hour or two ago, not related yep. to having you on, but related to uh run coaching because she's been my run coach and it has been an amazing first month and month plus now. I'm so awesome. happy. But we're we're talking because I don't have a Garmin watch. I have a soon to. And she goes, Of course, another thing you have that's not compatible and gonna get in the way and make things difficult. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was like, besides all our difficulties, we this is working really well, and I'm happy. Yes, yes, <laughs> she overcomes and adapts, so she's good at that. She's great. One other disclaimer uh, in the intro, I mentioned your amazing lawn. Is it still that amazing? <laughs> because last year at the five K yes. for Jay, I was like, Justine, you have the greatest grass in the whole entire world like it was just this thick plush like you want to walk in it with your bare feet you want to roll around in it and it's just like so beautiful and it just felt great and it felt healthy and you're like yeah oh my husband's gonna love that yes oh the lawn is his pride and joy um, we spend a lot of money on that lawn, fertilizing it on a specific schedule. He mows it on a specific schedule. Um, yeah, that lawn is the talk of the town, of our road. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of a landmark in, in this small town. <laughs> so he takes a lot of pride in it. <laughs> it's funny. I notice I'm like, you have a gorgeous house and look at this view. And he's like, the lawn, the lawn is gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was the first thing I yes. noticed, but it is a beautiful view. I, I, yeah, I think it might be a guy thing. When I was younger, I thought I wanted to own my own landscaping company. Mm, so yeah. I thought that's what I would get into, but not what I did. I'm, I'm a, I'm a part time <laughs> podcaster now. There you do go. live in a beautiful place, though. Isn't that house of yours in the family, your family or his? Yes, it's actually. Um, so this is my grandparents' house. Um, we've lived here for the past nine years, and then we actually just bought it, and we own it now um, as of August. So we are the eighth generation family to be here. Oh, wow. So we have a very long history. Um, it was built in 1828, and it's always been family since. Wow. That would ex that would explain the delicate plumbing we talked about a year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to see yes. any house that could handle like 200 people inside well right exactly <laughs> no happening. like house skeptic should have to handle no. that but yes it's got a lot of character but it's incredibly special to me so i love it so for those who don't know when you hosted the 5k for jay last year and i was like how can we help we, we didn't even know you but how can we help 
And yeah. one of the first things you said to me was, my plumbing can't handle 200 people. We need porta potties. <laughs> well, and I, I just like, figured it was so, it. like fitting. Yes. For, you know, your yes. guys' podcast and like all the discussions you guys have around that. So I was like, <laughs> that's kind of perfect. <laughs> that it is. Yep. I'm glad we stayed true to our to our, our roots, I guess you could say. <laughs> yes, yes. It's such a necessary part of any race. Oh, yeah. So, yes, somebody needs to capitalize on that. It was so much fun. It was a blast. And like Erica it said, was. so much has happened in your life in, in this past year alone. But let's go back. Why don't you tell us who Justine is? Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? It's We know now you that's your family's house, so you must be from the area. Yes. Um, so I part time grew up in this house because my grandparents are here and my mom actually lives the, um, next door. So oh, that's cool. where I grew up. So, yeah, I've been a long time resident here. Um, I moved around a little bit, you know, when I was younger, but mostly in the Concord area, just small apartments. And then life happened and this opened up. Um, so it was just meant to be. And it's yeah been home for the last nine years. So excellent. Keeping it in the family as you should. That's right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I grew up next door. My mom, um, I was homeschooled uh, all the way up until senior year. And then I did go to a small private school um, just for that one year because my mom and I couldn't get along (laughs) at 17. So she's like, you're going to school, Um, which it worked out. It was a great experience. It was a very small school. So for me, it was huge, but it it was a really great experience, kind of like getting out there into the real world. Um, homeschooling back then wasn't like it is now where there's a lot of opportunities. You can be part of sports teams. You can go in and take classes. Like it has really evolved over the years. So back then when you were homeschooled, you were really secluded a lot. So I was glad the opportunity came for me to actually get out there and go to school for at least a year. Well, I was going to ask that, like one of the things I always say is what do you do for sports or for activities, but you're homeschooled. So did you, you did nothing or did you just like well, you had to go mow the lawn or did you have no, to like do like you had to do house chores all the time? Oh, you definitely <laughs> My sport chores. was folding laundry. <laughs> no, I um I actually grew up with like on a small farm. So we had horses, we had goats, we had chickens, bunnies. Um so that was my life. It was, you know, a farm life. Mm-hmm. So um I got very much into like horse 4 H, got really into my horses, started showing them. Um, so that was my responsibility and it's a huge responsibility. I started, you know, when I was quite young and so that takes up a lot of your time and then you've got to fit your schoolwork in there. So I did stay busy. I wasn't just sitting in my room all day. People were like, Oh, you didn't get out much. No, I did, (laughs) but my horse was my best friend. So, you know, it, but it taught me a lot of life skills early on. So it was okay. I turned out all right. (laughs) I think so. You're good. You're good. (laughs) Pretty good hairdresser, too. Yes. And I always knew I wanted to be a hairdresser. It's always been a passion and a love of mine. Um, I started braiding my own hair at seven, and I can vividly remember the very first braid I ever did on my own hair. Um, And I just always loved it. Ask any of my friends. I did have friends growing up. (laughs) (laughs) They were other homeschooled kids, but still, like, I was always playing with their hair. I never cut it. I never cut any of my friends' hair. I never cut mine or my sister's. Um, But it was just always, I always knew that's what I wanted to do because school wasn't my thing. Um, Even being homeschooled, even going to school, I hated schoolwork. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew I wanted to do some sort of trade. And again, hair was just 
it was a no brainer for me. So I went right from graduating high school and two months later I was in beauty school full time. And I can attest to how awesome your skills are because uh, that's how I met you in the very first place. You did the hair for yes. all the bridesmaids and for Shauna when she got married back in, what was it, 2021, I believe? Oh. Or I think it must have been 2021. No, it was older than that. Yeah, I'd have I to go back was- and look. The, it was 2021 because the boys, born, yeah, the boys were born. Yeah, the boys were born. April. It was April. They, April. They just okay. came home from the hospital and I went to a wedding. And if you remember, you met a really nice, charming, good looking guy with a great bald head there. <laughs> but I look I he was gorgeous. She did my hair so good. Mm. <laughs> yes. I remember very charismatically with a big personality coming in. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. And I don't know if you remember, I yes. came in after going for a run. Oh, yes. Yes, we- yes, yes. Okay. Yep. I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember now. Yep. Yes, because people talk about running. I'm like, you run? You want to talk about it? <laughs> that is true. Erica, you don't remember because you wouldn't go for a run with me. You just went on a walk. Yeah, me and, and Ashley like, went to get donuts. Walking, right. <laughs> we had I our went for a run, straight. went showered up, changed, That's came right. back to the room. And by that point, you and I don't know if it, she's your business partner or just another girl who does makeup, but the two of you were there. And yep. I, thanks for the big personality. I would like to think I left a good impression, but you also could oh, have yeah, left me you, like, yeah. oh my God, that guy was something else. <laughs> No, no, it's always nice when you see people coming in and like, it's just happy and you're bringing life to it, you know, because everybody sometimes at, at the wedding mornings are like hungover or they're anxious or they're stressed. So sometimes it's nice when, you know, a guy usually comes in, kind of like breaks it up a little bit and then everybody kind of like settles in and relaxes. They're like, okay, because sometimes it's just too much estrogen in the morning. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Do you recall the Justin Timberlake cutout? I love that thing. Nope. <laughs> I should send you a picture. I took a I took one before we changed into our dresses, so I have my hair looking all pretty. I'm standing oh next to Justin God. Timberlake, and I was like, "Okay, this is this is the life." <laughs> no, I don't remember that. So actually, you own your own business. We'll we'll eventually talk about running. I promise. We'll get there. But we'll get there. Two months after high school, you go to beauty school. And yep. at what do you work for somebody? Um, did you ever work for someone else or did you go right into your own business and trying to figure this out on your own as a 18 year old? Oh, no, I did. I went, um, you know, I did beauty school, which is about if you go full time, it takes about a year. Um, I did that. And then from there, I went right and got a job um, at a hair studio in Concord. It's not there anymore. But um, and I did work for somebody. I was a normal employee. Um, I worked there for about four years. And then I upgraded to like renting my own booth. So then you kind of get your feet wet with you pretty much run your own little chair inside a salon. So you're responsible for your clients, your supplies, um, that type of thing. So it was kind of a good stepping stone. So I took the steps to, you know, to graduate to owning. Um, I actually didn't even have an interest in ever owning my own hair salon, which is kind of funny to look back now on because now I can't imagine working for somebody else. And then so I booth rented for another like two to three years. And then there became an opportunity um, with a couple of the girls that I was booth renting with. We all decided to go open up our own hair studio. 
fast forward a few years later, they dropped like flies. Oh. Um, and I was the last one standing. <laughs> um, Still standing. Which again, yep, it, it all worked out. Um, it's, I wouldn't ever recommend a business partnership. It's incredibly difficult um, to run a business with somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, but it taught me a lot of great lessons. I look at it as, you know, the stepping stone that I needed to teach me all the skills that I needed to run it successfully by myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been running it by myself now for the past five or six years. Um, but I've owned it since 2012. Very nice. Way to go. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a great, it feels good. I've, at the point in my career now, I've been doing this 18 years and I've, I've made it to the top where I want to be, um, as a hairstylist and monetarily and just clientele wise, like it, and it feels good. I, I worked my butt off for the last 18 years, like nose to the grindstone. I, um, I really had a goal in mind and, and I reached it and it feels good. Proud of you. Excellent. That is awesome. Yeah. Very proud of you. That is so cool. You you did that and you're still doing it and you have a lot of yep. cool goals coming up. So I promised we'd get to running at some point, but I have one more question. Okay. You said you actually had friends growing up and they were all homeschooled kids. So I want to know how do homeschool kids like build, uh, develop friendships with each other? Do all the mothers, are they in like a, or was it like a, a, a U.S. mail chat back then? Cause there was no social US media. How did you find friends? How did you find friends back in the nineties through homeschoolers? Um, that's a good question, but somehow my, it was like networking. Somehow my mom knew of other people in town that homeschooled. I would assume just kind of through chatter. I mean, it's a small town. It doesn't, I pretty much, you know, know most of the people. <laughs> um, so we would actually get together once a week at either different houses or we would go on field trips and, and do activities together as a group. Uh, we would do like science projects together. We would do history reports together. Um, so that's how we built, you know, the relationships and the friendships you know, obviously we were young, so it was solely dependent on our parents, but there was a good group of probably five or six families, you know, on a weekly basis that we'd get together and, and go do stuff. That's pretty cool. No, I was seriously interested right. in how that worked when you said that, you know, you had a lot of friends who were other homeschoolers. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't have social media back then. So it was like a hundred percent organic. Like yeah. you had to talk to your neighbor and figure out, Oh, Hey, they homeschool too. Like we can be friends. Um, they cause again, you were on the same the schedule. Paper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> homeschooler seeking homeschooler. Um, yeah, because you had such an odd schedule, especially as you got older. Like when I got to the age of working, mm. I was able to work during the day you know, which was kind of awesome because I got the best shifts. <laughs> ah. um, I was able to work during the day when other kids would be at school. So it kind of, it was really kind of a neat experience. Very cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You still kind of got the, the group project kind of aspect of like school. Like you're still hanging out with kids. Yes. Like that, it, it seems yes, comparable exactly. to me. So that's that, that part. It, it was pretty good, it, you know, for being in, you know, the 90s. And yeah, I it was at least once once or twice a week we would do that. And then like we would get together and obviously like have play dates with them. And so we were like socialized because <laughs> there's always, a you know, a joke of like, 
oh, you were homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, we didn't just, wrong, like, sit in our rooms and, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I'm sure there are some that choose to homeschool that way, but my mom did her best to make sure that we had friends and had a social life. Well, and it sounds like all the other mothers uh, must have loved you because they let you mess with their kids' hair. So <laughs> we'll move well, yes, on. Because let... I didn't cut it and I didn't dye it, so I was safe. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I will let Erica save this podcast and we'll get to the subject that everyone's here for. <laughs> so now that we know all of your background, basically, we got your work history. Oh, we haven't heard we a love your... story yet, but that's for later. <laughs> oh, we've got her, her school background. Now let's dig into how you discovered running. Oh, yes. I very distinctly remember. I So I never had any background of running. Never crossed my mind until I was about 22. Mm-hmm. Um, I got married very young. So at the time, I was actually going through a divorce. And I had a particularly terrible, awful day. And so I went you know, back to my apartment and laced up my Pumas and put on these really baggy like wind pants. I don't even know what they were. They weren't running pants. But I was like, I, I needed something, mm-hmm. um, just a release, stress, anxiety. So I just literally went out the door and started running. Uh, and I, it, you know, as I was going, I was like, oh, this feels good. Like, I can do this. Maybe I'm a runner. And I, <laughs> I thought I probably ran a good three or four miles that day. And as obviously I got older and understood running, I went back to that same spot and measured because I can remember. Mm -hmm. And it was like three quarters of a mile. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you did it and it gave you confidence. So that that got you started. Good. It did. And I just like for me, that kind of unleashed like a healthy alternative to getting out my stress, anxiety um, rather than turning to drinking and partying, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the previous methods that I had tried and they weren't working. Gotcha. So yep. what that day literally unleashed in something inside of me like that, that was good. I want to do that again. And then so I just slowly from there would go out and run still kind of randomly. I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't have a watch, didn't know how far I went. I, you know, it was kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, Cause that's just what I needed to just go out zone out and like get your feels on the pavement. Um, and then I would just start kind of looking like, okay, I think I could do like a little distance. So I would start looking into five K's and the rock and race was my very first five K in Concord, um, which is for the Payson center. Um, and it's a huge race. And that was my first one. I did it in 32 minutes. Um, but that just being a part of that environment, (laughs) I mean, it wasn't bad, right? For your, for your very first five days, I I had no idea about pacing, fueling. What is that? You know, like I didn't know anything about that. I just, I went out and ran. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that being a part of the race environment, the community, and especially that race, that race is huge. It usually brings out like 6,000 people. Um, so, of course, that was that a great good. one to start with, right. but just I loved it. And it just like clicked for me. Like, I really like that. And I'm competitive by nature. So then after that one, I was like, I wonder if I could do it faster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I really just kind of slowly plugged away at my time at distance, you know, and, and worked my way up through the years to marathon. 
when is that race? Is it, do they still do it? They do. Oh yeah. Every year it's in May. It's called the rock and race. I, why have I never heard of this one, Erica? I haven't heard of it either. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Oh, it's, it's a little too North. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest one Concord usually hosts. Cause again, it supports the pace and center. Um, yeah, easily. They have about 6,000 people that'll come out and it's on a Thursday night. Ooh, sold. <laughs> Night runners, yes. I forgot. <laughs> Who puts this race on? Is there like a group or is it like the town of Concord or I mean it's sponsored by a bunch of like different banks, so they have a huge sponsorship. I I think there's actually it's just a rock it's literally called the rock and race, and there's a committee. There's a huge committee that that puts it together. Um, because it's a huge fundraising event too. You can walk it, you can run it. Um and I mean, yeah, they they literally start a few days after they finish the race, planning for the next year. Like it, it's huge. I'll send you the info. So, oh, I got it. I went to the Google. <laughs> I, I just went to the Google. The, the Google uh, dot com. The Google. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Holy cow. Okay, so I'll learn more about this later. We'll talk about it. Here, here's here's the question though. Erica's first race was the Gosstown Gallop, and she's never yep. missed it. She does it every year. It's her thing. Do you go to this race every year now? Yeah. I do. Yes. I do because each year I want to like beat my time and just like, yeah. And just kind of like remember where I started, you know, it's very humbling, you know, cause I can remember the first time running it and you know, you're looking at the streets. So every time I run those streets, like that's what I think of and reflect back on, like, look at how far I've come. And it, it's just really, really cool. Okay. Erica, get your calendar out. May 16th, 2024. You're saying that's a Thursday night, Justine. Yeah, I usually right? don't have usually plans on Thursdays, so that's that's great for me. Being a night yep. runner and all, yes. you know me. No early mornings <laughs> if I can great. avoid it. Registration Absolutely. opens on New Year's Day. Perfect. Yep. So when we when we drop episode 80, 80, whatever it is on New Year's Day or the day after, it'll be January 2nd. We'll be like, breaking news. We signed up for the <laughs> rock and race. Yes. Yes. It's huge. Like, I can't believe you guys haven't heard of it. <laughs> no, but I think we're going to make it a thing. We want to, I want to join you. Starts yeah. at 6 p.m. Oh, this is so perfect. But I will always warn you, it is always, 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 always 90 degrees. That is okay. okay. I'll, I'll, I'll hey. be okay. <laughs> Co- Coach, Coach Nicole, if you're listening, put it on my calendar. <laughs> She's going to work that right into your plan. Oh, that is cool. So you do your first race all the time too. That is so cool. Yeah. yeah awesome. Last year they raised over $300,000 for the patient, yeah. uh, the patient center for cancer care. That is uh, You do so much for cancer fundraising. <laughs> I do. And I mean, unbeknownst to, you know, what would be coming down the pipelines. Yes. I've always, it's always had a special place in my heart and it's, as I've gotten older, sadly, watching people and losing people to it, okay. it yeah, it just becomes close to you. Well, we'll get into that later because you're 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 running for a big cause coming up in the spring, just before that rock and race. So we'll call that race yes. you're going to do in April like a warm up for the rock yeah. and race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, why do you like to do so many of your runs around ice cream shops? Oh, I'm obsessed with ice cream. It's it's a family um, uh, addiction. <laughs> 
it runs very deep on my side of the family. My husband, he could take it or leave it. Um, he doesn't quite understand the depths of it. I will get ice cream if there's a blizzard out. I have documentation of that. <laughs> um, anytime, day or night, cold or hot, ice cream is my go-to. So, and what more motivating way to run when it's hot, and especially in the summer, like it's really hot. I don't really want to run, but where's the nearest ice cream shop? And I'll run there. <laughs> so you so, run to the ice cream shop. Yep. And eat the ice my cream and run home. No, my husband will meet me there. My husband and my son will meet me there. I, yeah, no, I'm not running after ice I cream. I feel like, like that would be know, a bad idea, especially That's if it's hot out. It's, it. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. end well. It would mm-hmm. be a good story. <laughs> not a story I want to tell. <laughs> <laughs> when it happens, you give us a call. Sure. When you're ready do. to share. <laughs> So your first race was a 5K and yep. your next step was you wanted to just try to beat that time. So did you yeah. go a whole year and just focusing on that race next year or what were the next steps you took? No, I found other like other 5Ks, you know, around New Hampshire to do and be a part of. And that once I started looking at that. I, so, again, the racing world was new to me. I didn't know these races existed. I knew marathons, you know, you Mm kind of, you know, hear about Boston Marathon, but I didn't realize local racing was a thing that happens almost every weekend at some point in the state or New England. Mm -hmm. Um, So once I started looking for other 5Ks to do and kind of like um, practice with, I was like, oh, there's, oh, there's other distances. (laughs) Oh, I I had no clue about any of it. Yeah. So then once I started getting better and faster and in running shape, then I was like, I could probably do double that. You know, I could do a 10K. And then after that, I just, yeah, I wanted to, then I was like, wow, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to do a half. Like that was Mm -hmm. like, wow, here we go. (laughs) Um, And my, my first half was two hours and 20 minutes. You know, it was, um, that one was the Rockfest race out in Hampton. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. That was my very first half. And um, it was it was awesome. It was it was really, really cool. So and then I remember thinking after that, I'll never be able to double that. So I marathons are out for me. <laughs> I'd like to hear about when that changed. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. I was the same way. Let me let me try to explain this. I would do a 5k, but I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I could do double that a 10k. Then it'd be like, okay, I think I can do a 10k, but I'll never do a half marathon. And then the same thing went for the half marathon and half Ironman. And I'm like, I'll never be able to do it. And then just one day I'm like, I think I have it. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of like clicks and, you know, the more in shape you get. You're like, you know, eventually three miles doesn't feel as tough as it used to. Eventually three miles becomes your easy run. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is a progression to get there. You don't just wake up one day, or at least I didn't, and be like, I'd like to run 13 miles. Uh, You know, like you just, you don't, you you slowly get there. Mm -hmm. And then one day Justine's going to be, I'm ready for a hundred miler. Never. No. You say that, Justine. (laughs) Things happen. One one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, I'm going to do a 12 hour race. I'm going to do a 24 hour race. Things, I can end up like Erica. (laughs) 
I right. I am never one to you know say never, but I I would I'd say ninety eight percent that I'm never gonna do a hundred miler. <laughs> but lots of respect to you for doing it. I think it's great that people do that and go out and be like, I'm just gonna go run a hundred miles. See you at the other side. Oh well, let's be it's honest. Incredible. She doesn't run. I did a lot of walking. Yes. Hey, but you still covered the distance. It doesn't matter yes. if you run or walk. The <laughs> yes, distance, absolutely. You know, yes. like that's yeah. I, it's incredible. I think that's awesome. Hey, let, let's talk about some of your running friends. We know your life partner Nicole, and we kind <laughs> of know the process so of how Her life partner. <laughs> They 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 call each other their wives. I know, I know. Them. But she's happily married, and she, but she's yep, also yep. got a life partner. <laughs> what does your husband think about it? <laughs> he so that's kind of like the you know the funny part of it. Him and her get along so well, which is so awesome to me. Um, that's you know. That's so wonderful. I always just. Yeah, I always just joke. I'm like, she's your second wife, you know, like it, it just somewhere along the line just became our joke. And <laughs> it works out great. The three of us when we hang out, we have so much fun. And it's just, I've never had that before. So for me, it's incredibly, incredibly special. Mm -hmm. You know, when the two people you love the most, love each other, you know, and get along. <laughs> and like, it's great. It's really, really great. You talked about the vetting process you put her through of a couple of years ago when you're like, hmm, do I want to run with you? Was that just a Nicole thing? Or do you kind of like with the people you run with, do you kind of do that? You're like, um, all right, let me see. Do I like these people? How are they going to work? Are we going to mesh well or not? Like it's it, it kind of has to has to work for you to have a running does. partner you go with more than once. Yes. Yeah. And it. it <laughs> It was more or less to kind of feel feel somebody out for pace. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody's going out at a seven minute mile, I'm not your friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm not the one you're gonna want to you know call and let's go running today. Not gonna happen. Um, so for me, the questions are more yes to find out are we running compatible? Um, because I've actually been burned in the past. Um, I was quite I'm, I'm getting back there but I was quite fast when I you know a few years ago um and I would actually and I call it fast shamed because people wouldn't want to run with me because they would be like oh you're too fast oh um so there's a downside you know that not many runners talk about and I like to bring awareness to you know because if I was to turn around and say oh you run too slow for me I don't want to run with you how offensive would that be I know, right? You know, so standard. you turn the tables. Yep. You hmm. turn the tables and you tell somebody, oh, I don't want to run. I can't run with you. I can't keep up. You're too fast. I got that so much to the point I kind of withdrew from some running communities mm -hmm. because I was really, it was hurtful. I was like, if I'm asking you to run with me, I'm going to run with you. Yeah. You know, whether that be a 12 minute you know, an eight minute, a night, whatever that is. If I'm, if I'm interested in running with you, it's because I want to run with you, not leave you in the dust. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I tried explaining that, you know, over and over and it just got to the point where I was kind of sick of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just kind of withdrew and did my own thing. And I was like, well, you know, forget it. You know, I guess running by myself is where it's at. Um, and so slowly I kind of put myself back out there and be like, I'd, I'd really like to have a running buddy, you know, to, for so many reasons, motivation and 
just somebody to just share the sport with, to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so when I asked questions, it was to kind of get a feel of what kind of runner are you? Mm. Um, are you flexible with your pace, distance? Uh, you know what I mean? I don't want somebody that's going to go out there and be like, okay, well, I didn't do my mile in this time, so let's speed it up. Or I have to run for 38 minutes. You know, I wanted a casual running partner. Um, so I did. I kind of vetted people by asking them questions because sometimes when you see somebody running on Instagram, you know, and not everybody posts their paces or their distances. So it was kind of like feeling them out like, what kind of runner are you? It's <laughs> kind of so smart that to do that. You want to make yeah, sure that you, you know, I don't well. want to. Yeah, I don't want to be trying to keep up if you're running a 630 pace and I can't do that. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll see you at the end of five miles. Then it's like, what was the point of meeting up? Right. <laughs> so more or less, it was to find out, are we similar distances and paces? And then you find out the personality on the run, you know, literally. Yep. <laughs> and I just, and it, so and it was a I great match. It was. I knew from the first day I was like, she's, she's going to be my friend. I really like her. So, so, so you, you, you found her on Instagram. I'm kind of remembering all this yeah. when we talked over a year ago, your yep. first time meeting in person was a run. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. meet me here. And do you want to do this distance? Sure. Sounds great. What time do you get out of work? All right. I'll meet you there. Did and it have it. first date feels? <laughs> I was nervous. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's, you know, she's going to like me. <laughs> I get that way meeting like new all people. Those... Like, do you not? New? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. I love it. I mean, yeah, I do. I, I got some funny stories about meeting new people, like, but <laughs> that's, that's for another podcast. Another, another time. time. Oh boy. <laughs> well, you know, it's not that funny, but basically I had no friends in North Carolina and I met this one guy at a bar and I wanted to be his friend. And so <laughs> I walked up to him like if he was the hottest girl in the bar and I was asking him out. I was like, hey, what's going on? You want to talk? You want to hang out? Grab a beer? <laughs> right? I mean, how then, do adults make friends? Nobody teaches you this. <laughs> it's so hard. Right? It's so hard and, these days. It is. And long, long story short. He got three people in his wedding, his brother, one other buddy, and me. So oh, it worked out. Oh, that's awesome. That like, See, yeah. you got to so, take a chance and, sometimes. You just never know. Yeah, and we're still good friends. Even though he that's lives awesome. in Dallas now, we're still good yeah. buds. So, yeah. That's awesome. So that's your, your origin story, I guess, with meeting Nicole. But um, can you refresh yeah. our memory how you met Jay? Because she's still one of your like great running buddies as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah, one of my, yeah, another one of my best friends. Um, she was another one that I had just seen. Um, she would post about running around Concord. So I, I didn't know much about her, but I was like, um, she would post her distances and times. And I was thinking, okay, that's pretty compatible where I'm at. Um, and again, it was just looking for somebody to run with. Mm -hmm. So she was another one. Like, <laughs> let me ask you some questions. <laughs> I think your method is okay, tried cool. and Let's true. Like, you've got it down. <laughs> you know the the way to to find your running buddies and it, it works. And it has worked. Have it the, has worked. Have there I been said, any others yeah. besides um Nicole and Jay? Um I would say they're 
they're my two closest. Mm -hmm. I do have some, you know, Instagram running friends that we see more or less at races. Yeah. Um, but Nicole and Jay are definitely the ones that, you know, the ins and outs during the week, um, training, talking about running, you know, they're my, they're my group. Um, everybody else is, yeah, like, okay, like, Hey, you want to do this race and we'll meet at the race and maybe run it together or hang out there before or after. But, um, I like a small circle. Small circle is much easier to maintain. So I'm quite good with the two that I have. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, later in this episode, I'm going to ask you about one other running friend I know of, but I'm saving it for my last question. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go into it. it, He didn't. I have a feeling I know. I have a feeling I know, but I'm going to wait and see. All right, we'll wait and see if it, uh, if if we have the same one here. But let's okay. go. Let's stick with running and races. Why don't we go first marathon? When you decided, I you did a half, and you're like, I think I could do a marathon. What was your first? Yeah, my first one was Bay State mm. down in Lowell, Mass. Um, that one was it was great. It was a great first experience. It went well. Um, I think I did it in three fifty three. Wow. And yeah, uh, the only thing I didn't like about it was it was two loops. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're I not mean, a loop I, fan. <laughs> I am not a loop fan. Um, and I guess, again, I was still new to running-ish, mm-hmm. so I didn't look up the course. Uh, <laughs> so that was a surprise. I just heard people talk about it. It's flat. You know, okay, cool. Let me try it. Um so once I got around that second time and saw like, or even the beginning, I was like, I think it's two loops. And I saw it and I was like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> and my motivation just like plummeted oh. from there. My machine, I was like checked out. I was like, I don't like this anymore. Um, but I pushed on and made it through. It was, it was a good first experience. So what year was it that you did this one? I believe that was... 2016 and how long did it take you from when you did like your first half to when you did your first marathon um that would be probably two years that's a good progression yeah 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 Yeah. I I definitely dabbled in the half marathon for a while Mm -hmm. until I got comfortable with the distance yeah and then you know I kind of set my eyes on Boston but I didn't really realize you had to qualify or you had to be a charity. You know, I didn't really realize that. So I kind of always had Boston in my head. Like I want to do that. I definitely want to do it. Um, And then, you know, you start learning like, Oh, you have to qualify or you have to raise a ton of money. (laughs) So, you know, throughout the years I've tried to plug away at qualifying. Um, You know, I, I, my PR right now is 343. So I'm not too far off. Um, but you know, everybody knows the marathon is a beast. It takes everything, <laughs> gives nothing. So, <laughs> you know, we'll just, we'll see how it goes, you know, but I'll always, every, every race I line up to, I just, you know, say, what's it going to give me today rather than trying to put, you know, my first few marathons, I put so much pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd walk away from it, you know, so defeated, so down and not really stepping back and seeing the big picture, like you just accomplished this huge thing that only 1% of the world does. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, take, take pride and joy in that. And instead I would focus on the negative of, I didn't hit my goal. I didn't hit my paces. And, 
you know, so over the years, I've, I've shifted my focus to, I train hard, I give it, you know, everything I have every time I hit the pavement. Um, and I line up on race day, and I say, you know, what are you going to give me? Because we all know, you know, what you eat, how you sleep, um, the weather, we all know that there's a ton of factors that yeah. go into how you race. So trying to control all of those is is really unreasonable. So I just I let that part go and say, give it what you got and see what you know, see what the race day gives you. Man, you nailed that. That you, that was so wonderfully yeah. said. <laughs> that just encompasses like every thought you ever have on race day. Like, what is it? Yeah. What is this day going to bring? And oh, yeah, man, that was well, and I just think there's a lot of a lot of pressure from social media because again, we see the highlight reels, right? Yeah. Of mm-hmm. everybody's marathon, and we're like, wow, like they, you know, if somebody posts about a great race they had. In our head, we see it as they just skipped out the door that day and they just nailed it from the get go, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's how social media makes it look. Yes. Um, So I always try and be real with my running, real with my experiences, real with my training, because it's not, you know, sunshine and roses every day. We all, all of us that are runners know that. Amen to Um, that. You know, so let's, you know, start normalizing normal runs. You know, some days, sure, I step out the door and I fly and I have an amazing run and I'm on top of the world, but it's not every day. So, you know, we need to normalize the normal runs. Yay. I love it. <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing you took that same approach at Providence this past year, because if I remember right, Providence was brutally hot. Providence was horrific. It was so insanely hot and saying it was hot, like... I believe it was like high 70s, low 80s, but it was like that from like very early on. And this was early May. So I hadn't trained in heat. Mm. I had trained through the winter. So your body isn't acclimated to it. You haven't, you know, practiced, you know, summer hydration is different than winter hydration, you know, because of the sweat loss and everything. So I was kind of floundering. I was like, oh, okay, we need to revert back to summer running. And I just, I hadn't trained that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so immediately, you know, I, I was going out for a BQ and I was on track for about seven miles. And I was like, I, I can't sustain this. I will pass out. Um, so I was smart and I, you know, dialed back my speed and just made it through. I remember texting Jay because Jay was so sweet and she came down with us to support us. Um, cause Nicole was running the half, I was running the full mm-hmm. and I remember texting her and being like, Jay, I, I can't do this. Like, come pick me up. I'm done. You know? And, and I knew she would do it, but she pulled the cancer card and she <laughs> said, if I have cancer and I can fight it, you can finish this damn race. And I, oh, I knew she was going to pull that. And I was like, you son of a gun. So <laughs> I did, I did. I shuffled through. It's, it was definitely the worst race experience of my life, but you know, again, they all teach you something and that, mm-hmm. that taught me perseverance. Yep. You know, I didn't, I didn't quit even though I wanted to <laughs> so badly. That was just another thing out of like, your control. So, so tough, but you made the right decision yeah. for your health because even just yeah. this past weekend with Marine Corps, you heard how like humid it was down there. People were dropping like flies. Like you have to make the smart right. decision or else bad things can yeah. happen. So good for That's you for, right. for and doing I never, that. <laughs> I never want to be carried out on a stretcher. I never want to try and end up in a medical tent. Mm -hmm. No race, you know, you should never 
want to, you know, BQ or PR that badly where you put your health on the line. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and I always think of, you know, the runners that drop dead, you know, uh, which is awful, but it happens in yeah. races, you know, so it happened in Providence. Yeah, right. Yep, exactly. And I saw people along the side of the road. Um, some people, I mean, they looked pretty scary, like very violently ill mm -hmm. and, you know, dehydrated. And so at that point, I was very glad that I dialed it back. And it was more of a run walk for me. And I, I just I didn't care at that point. I was like, yep. I'll finish it and I'll finish it upright, not in a med tent. <laughs> um, you know, so that's always what I, I look to the most. If, if things are going awry, like, okay, but bottom line, I want to get off this course as healthy as possible. Yeah, that's a win in itself. Just getting to the finish yeah. in one piece alive. <laughs> exactly. Because again, the distance is the distance. 26 miles is 26 miles. Yeah. And I always tell people that, you know, when they're like, oh, but I only, you know, I, I walked or, you know, I ran walked or I did it in this time. I'm like, but did you, did you finish and did you do 26 miles? And they'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, then you did it. Mm -hmm. You know, you mm -hmm. did what you set out to do. So. Be proud of your accomplishment no matter what. You still did it. Exactly. Exactly. It's a huge feat. And it's amazing as, uh, you know, those of us experienced runners where we look at it like, uh, it's just another marathon. It's 26 <laughs> miles <laughs> that you are constantly pounding the pavement. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to, you know, kind of pat ourselves on the back and acknowledge what we go out and do on a regular basis mm -hmm. more than once. <laughs> that reminds me of like people people using the word only. Like when we talk about mm -hmm. doing our our easy runs, we only did three miles. Well, that three miles to somebody else could be practically yeah. a marathon. Like it's it's just about yeah. perspective. So yeah, it's, it is. It it's is crazy yep, to think absolutely. about. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, we're nuts. We are we are slightly <laughs> cracked. We're nuts. We're nuts. <laughs> Oh, if we're nuts, what is Erica for doing a hundred miles? So. Oh, definitely. Like, <laughs> I lost yeah, so many screws here. along the way, but but during my journey, I, I definitely running. Oh yeah, as I'm walking, yeah, <laughs> walking. But I, the one thing during my training cycle this year, I actually enjoyed the runs. Like I wasn't focusing yeah. on speed so much. I was just enjoying myself. So I, that was one thing that yeah. I think makes me a little. I don't know if it makes me crazy or not, but. But I just like it was fun for me. So as long as I could yeah. keep the fun in it, I'm pff, crazy or not. Yeah, that's that's how it's gonna be. Yeah, it works. And it yes, works. and that's it too. It, yes, always find the fun in it because mm -hmm. if not, then what's the point? Yeah, if you're not having fun doing it, not every moment's gonna be fun, but find the fun in a majority of mm -hmm. it for sure. Which is what Nicole and I always do. Good, good. good. We are ridiculous. <laughs> When we run, I mean, we've said it before. We just, we need to have like a live podcast when we run. Cause I mean, we crack each other up half the time. We have to stop because we're laughing so hard. Um, the jokes we tell, I mean, like that is, you know, where it's at and that's the way. Do you want to do it? Do you want to do a live podcast? Do you want to have Absolutely. your own podcast? I could, I can help Absolutely. make that happen. Give us the mic. We'll run with it. Get the little it. ones that go you in the phone and the clip on yes. and the thing. Like we yeah, have a set of those. On so we gotta help. we gotta figure out how to use those oh. and we'll pass them on. So many funny things happen. I oh, mean. I'm thinking of something right now. We'll uh, I'll put it in. I'll put it on reserve for summer 2024. Maybe we do a little <laughs> running with Justine and Nicole series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. We all right, all right, all right. 
more and fun, exciting things to come. I will say before we go to the next topic, what you just said for the past five minutes, it was beautiful. It, it was just, it, it was absolutely right. And then I'm thinking to myself, damn, 20 minutes ago, I was giving Eric a shit for walking part of her hundred mile race. <laughs> I, I can tease her because she's my best friend, yeah. but yes, you can. that's why I, I like I ultra running. Yeah. It's mostly walking, power hiking. Hour hiking. Yeah. I think yeah. I, didn't you yeah. say you walked fifty five of those miles? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yep. just just means that it you did it within the allotted time, and you yeah. just heard your count it and got a buckle. <laughs> I fucking did oh, it. But I mean, count it. Me even thinking about walking that. I mean, to me, that's even more impressive that you took the time to walk that. <laughs> oh, there were times I wanted no. to quit for sure, but yeah, I. But didn't yeah. <laughs> that took awesome. a lot of strength and doesn't that feel good it does. knowing that you did it like that's always the reward at the end oh yeah no matter how terrible your race is you have the satisfaction and pride knowing that you didn't give up that is true Hey, one of the trends I'm noticing is you like to travel to your races. You went to Providence. Yeah. I know that that's still a trip. You went yep. to Wine Glass. Yep. You, you're going to Philadelphia. Have you traveled yep. anywhere else? And is this becoming yep. like uh, every year you look at a calendar with Justine or with your Justine with Nicole and Jay <laughs> and you're like, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's do this. Um. Yeah, it just kind of Nicole and I love to travel. Um, so we just have decided to incorporate a runcation at least one a year. Um, we've done the Clearwater Running Festival in Florida. Um, we did that like two Januarys ago. And then we did the um, the Shamrock one down in, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on in it. Virginia Beach? You want me to pull up Google? Yes, there we go. Virginia oh, yeah. Beach. Yes. Yeah. We did that one in March. Yeah, because it was St. Patrick's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were down there for that. So yeah, it's, it's become a way to incorporate, you know, our love of travel and running, you know, because, and her and I are perfectly compatible, like travel companions. Um, she's the one that is all like organized and has everything down to a T and we have to get to the airport five hours early. (laughs) She probably takes the middle middle seat because she fits in it best. Oh, she fits in all the seats. She's travel size. I mean, (laughs) So she, it doesn't matter to her. She, she throws, is going right to up. give me a brutal workout this week. Just You'll watch. have deserved it's be it the though. Worst. You're poking the bear. Yeah, it's going to be the hardest, yeah. worst one I've ever done. And she's going to be like, hey, I just changed your workout this week. Uh, yep. Good podcast just with Justine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's going to kill oh, me. I give her this crap all the time. Um, but yeah, no, we, we just travel so seamlessly together. Um, anything we want to do in, you know, in the area, it's always like, you want to do that? Yep. You know, there's Uh no, we have never argued about it. We are always on the same page. We're like, oh yeah, I was thinking that too. Cool. Let's do it. Um, so, you know, usually it's just kind of whatever sparks our interest throughout the year. We'll usually see something on social media be like, Hey, this looks like a fun one. Want to do it? Yep. Okay. Sign up. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how it goes. Um, and for my schedule, I have to kind of plan far out because, Um, you know, I book weddings and stuff Mm. at least a year in advance. So it does work, you know, to kind of get something on the schedule that way I, you know, don't fill in with weddings. So it just, it works out so well with her trying, you know, planning these travel things. So planning far out, what's the next one after Philly? Um, we don't have anything too, we don't have anything like big travel wise for next year yet. Next year we have, um, the, well, I have Boston. 
Um, she entered the Chicago lottery. So here's, so we might be in Chicago next year. Um, you know, even if I'm not running the race, like we're still going with each other. Um, and I, you know, you get, if when you get in, you'll go. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we're doing the revel race in May, um, which is up in the white mountains. Um, both her and I actually just got accepted as ambassadors for that. So I'll be promoting that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's exciting. So we'll be promoting that and giving away some free entries. So we're excited to be a part of that. Very cool. Too bad you can't take one, Erica. I'm so <laughs> bummed, but you know what? I'm going to Ohio. <laughs> I'm running flying pig. That's going to be a fun nice. thing in itself. So I'm just really oh, bummed that it's awesome. only the one year that they're doing it and it has to be on the same weekend. And of course, I was of like, course. yeah, I'm going to sign up right away for this race. And I'm, I'm like, eh. but I'm like, nope. <laughs> well, Still I, be know, last I have a feeling okay. they'll bring it back. I think they'll see how like well it does. I have a feeling that they will probably bring it back. Well, I can't imagine they'll just be a one and done we got some awesome and ambassadors not, on their side so you guys yeah. can put in all the good words that you hear yeah and just be like please exactly. bring it back. yeah i'll tell I you have this a feeling it's gonna be big i'll tell you this if not i'm looking at two girls out of three i know who have put on a race before and they could put on a revel race <laughs> we probably could <laughs> that might be a little out of my wheelhouse but at least we know the basics Mm, right exactly <laughs> Wing it. we know porta potties now yeah see <laughs> yeah. you just need a route and porta potties good to go <laughs> mm-hmm. would something like dopey challenge ever interest you and in, like the challenge of doing a 10k uh, 5k 10k half then a full or are you just like i want to go for the destination and do one race I, I would love the challenge idea. I don't love the idea of getting up at 2.30 in the morning. That's right. <laughs> so that talked, is what yeah. holds me back. Um, but Philadelphia actually had a challenge like that. They had You could do the 8K half and full or <laughs> the 8K and half. And we did talk about that. Um, but Nicole and I are, have been training for PRs. So we decided we're like, all right, let's, you know, kind of pull back and, and focus, you, you know, what do we want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, if, if they didn't start, you know, at old dark 30, I have no problem <laughs> giving it a shot, <laughs> but don't be challenged. That, that, that doesn't speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a rough one. Not being a morning person, you know, yeah. I would totally do it, but the wake up call and I will yeah. do it. But again, the uh, wake up call. Yes, that it, that it's, is. It's, it's it's gross. <laughs> yeah, I, what's the point of even going to bed? I mean, like, uh, that, you're like yeah, woken up in the middle right. of your REM sleep. Like, you go, you oh, get back, and goodness. it's like eight o'clock in the morning. You're like, all right, I'll take a nap, I guess. Uh, yeah. What do you do for the rest of the day? Like, <laughs> you're tired. Yeah, you're just no, tired the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah. Yep. Let's uh you you dropped you dropped the line Boston Marathon and you wanted to try to qualify for the marathon in the past and you haven't yep. gotten there yet but you gotten Not close. Yet. But this year you are going to run in the Boston Marathon. So start from the beginning. Start from the very beginning. How did you even th- uh think about getting in and doing it and going for the team you're on? Um so I got accepted through Dana Farber um and of course for me, it was something that I had kind of thought about off and on throughout the beginning of summer, um, obviously going through these things with Jay and um, going down to Dana-Farber and just 
hearing how she talked about them and knowing that they were pretty much solely responsible for saving her um, and, you know, for where she's at today, it was kind of a no brainer for me. Um, I wanted to do that to honor her um, and to honor the fight that, you know, she still continues to do and to a way to give back to them for what they give to patients, because now I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. Um, you know, we've all heard of Dana Farber, but how many of us have actually been there and experienced it? Um, sadly, probably more of us than we would like to think. But um, I just really thought about it. And I knew you, the fundraising goal was always so big, which is why I never I always said, like, I really have no interest in doing charity. But I think it changed this year because this charity actually means something to me rather than just like, oh, I know it's a good cause. Like, do you want to donate like this? I actually when I talk to people, I, I'm passionate about it. I'm emotional about it. Um, a lot of people already know. So it's like I don't even have to ask them. I just put a sign up and they're like, yes, here you go. Yeah. Um, it, you know, so it's because we all know somebody affected by it, um, sadly. And, you know, I have a few people that I was close with that, you know, we've lost to it. We've had family members. Um, so I, I remember texting her and I said, I'd like to I'd like to apply to Dana Farber and, you know, run to honor you. You know, would you kind of jump on board and like help me like fundraise? Mm -hmm. And she said, actually, I was going to apply to run too. Um, okay. And like I like cried. I was like. Oh my, like, I didn't think about it. I didn't, I didn't think she was like thinking about it or even interested in it. Um, so the fact that she just brought it up randomly and like, oh my gosh, yes. And like, but then she was like, oh, but you know, that's a lot of money. And I was like, no, we're doing mm -hmm. this. Like, let's put our name in. It's now or never. When are we ever going to get this chance? Um, it means something right now because you're in the thick of it, mm -hmm. you know, maybe as years down the road, Dana Farber will always be special, but it is a big part of her life right now. Yeah. So I was like, let's do this. Like, screw it. Like take chances. And we, you know, both got the acceptance letter and like, cr I cried. <laughs> I know Jay did too. And I just like, I couldn't believe we both got in, um, which, you know, when I applied, I, <laughs> I gave them the whole like sad story. And I said, you know, if, if you can't select both of us, please select Jay. Yeah. Um, oh. And I will support her. <laughs> um, so I don't, you know, I don't know if it helped, but it just, you know, just really pouring out our heart to what our story was, you know, and then both of us got selected that I couldn't even have dream of doing Boston, never mind with Jay. So it, it's pretty incredible. I don't care what I have to do to fundraise. I will do it. I will go door to door if I have to, you know, to make the money. But I am extremely excited to have this opportunity to do this alongside her. That is just so wonderful. I'm like, that is such a special thing that you guys get to share. And I'm yes. I'm rooting for you 100%. And if there's anything we can do to help, just let us know because we are more than happy to do so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've talked about this before, Erica, mm -hmm. with fundraising ideas. And you and guys stuff. are already rolling. Friend... You guys have made a huge dent right. in your... We are. I mean, Jay what? is on fire. <laughs> that girl. I mean, she was like just out of the gate hot. So um, <laughs> I'm still kind of like waiting back here like, what do I do? <laughs> well, you, you currently um, have... You currently, as of the time we're recording, you have $1,440.74. Yeah. I wonder how that weird number of the pennies, <laughs> the cents came out. I don't um, know. I, 
Jay's doing very well, as I recall, too. I've oh, seen yeah. a few things she's done. But like we had a friend last year or two years ago, Sarah Halleck, and she put on a comedy show with somebody else. And I just think that one show took care of like 70% of their fundraising. Um, Erica has talked before about like things she'd done, like when the Monarchs used to play here. If you bought a Monarchs Mm -hmm. ticket through her link, like half the ticket went to her fundraising. So 50 50 raffles saying, give us you gotta a- do like the football right. squares yeah. that's easy like an easiest like easiest way to bring in like some quick dollars and uh, what else right. tell, her yeah. how, what else tell her how you and brandon did the 50 50 raffles oh my gosh so so i work for a very small company and 50 50s aren't really a thing there but he works for a huge yeah. company he's got a couple hundred people so we just went to like staples bought a roll of like the the tickets and he would go around yeah. and just say hey we're doing a 50 50 on friday anybody want in and every couple okay. of weeks he would do one he would bring in a couple hundred dollars yep. every time and it was like a great money maker so yeah, even is- doing one of those like on Facebook, like people can Venmo yeah. you and like, it's just a, a, an easy way to, to bring in a little extra money for you guys. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah, that's and I have thought of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I started. Cause again, last year I, I've never done fundraising until like last year doing Jay's 5k. So yeah. that kind of got my feet wet. Um, yeah. So I reached back out to all the running companies that I, you know, support myself mm-hmm. and they've been wonderful giving me products again, just like they did last year. Yes. Um, so I do have the idea of doing the raffle for Good sure. Thing. Um, and then, you know, I have a large clientele base at my salon that, you know, everybody I've been doing their hair for years are very close. They've all been wonderful and outpouring money. Um, so I know I just need to get a little creative and probably host just one event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we'll get there. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. You yeah. know, I, I can do the work. I can do hard things. I've done it before. I'll do it again. You guys um, got and some, again, a, it's just a good amount of easy. time behind you too. So it's hopefully yeah, a little less stressful exactly. than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Cause with days, we only, we put that together in just a two to three months, you know, mm-hmm. and at least now I've got like eight months. So I'm like, okay, go. calm down. Like, slow your roll. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're good. It, it is the scariest thing to me is raising that 10 grand number. And that's kind of yeah. why I have resisted. Yeah. And I don't think I've earned it yet. Unlike, unlike you and Jay, you've both earned it. But it is a scary number. But I feel like one when you'll know when you're ready and, and you are ready and Jay is ready and you're just yeah. determined to get it. So yep. there'll be you, you just become more and more creative and finding ways to fundraise versus just saying to your friends, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. will, will you please give me money? You know, you yeah. find fun <laughs> ways to do it. Yes, exactly. And that's yeah, I want to make it fun. Um, and you know, all of us runners, we love free stuff, you know? So yeah, here's 10 bucks, here's 20 bucks. Like, yeah, I can win some stuff. You know, we love running gear. Doesn't matter if we have it, we want two pairs of it. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, my running community I know is going to be a big part of supporting me in this. Um, and again, everybody already knows the story. They know how dear it is to us. And, you know, this is something very new for me. I don't go around asking people for money. Normally, I'm the one giving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, it's not like, Same. oh, here comes Justine. She's fundraising again. You know, so this will be a whole new endeavor, you know, and, and fresh for people. So See, People will remember that, though, if you're the one. one that's doing the, the, the giving. People will be like, oh, well, she gave to me. I mean, it's I time for me so. to give back. I so hope hopefully so. that'll help. You know, but, <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, I try and support those that need it and 
hopefully now when this comes around, you know, my people show up. <laughs> good, 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 good. Hey, su- super random. I'm on your website and I'm looking at the list of everyone who's donated. It's just scrolling by and I see a yep. name. Oh, there's Mrs. Justine Hayward. You donated $50. <laughs> they um, tell you to start your fundraiser. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but one name I saw that I know, but I don't know her that well, but is Katie Ferdette. How do you know Katie Ferdette? Oh, yeah, Katie. Um, so, again, running community. Um, her and Tiffany Helling, um, we all used to run together a couple years ago. Actually, it was before COVID. Then COVID happened and kind of derailed everything. And we're all busy with life and kids. So we kind of got away from it. But we all do still chat. So she was just another one. I was like, you know, you run in Concord. You want to run together? <laughs> So, and Uh, she did raise money for Boston and I helped her out with that. So, um, I've started picking her brain a little bit too. She's been helping me and giving me ideas. So yeah, just trying to get information from people that have gone before me and done it. Be like, Hey, what worked for you? You know, that's how I'm going to learn. I grew up playing hockey with Ryan, her husband. Okay. Yep. I haven't seen him since maybe we were 15. So over 20 years, but, um, one of her friends is my best friend's wife and I've run into her at birthday parties and stuff. Always her. I never see Ryan. He's never there, but yeah. I run into her and I know that she's Ryan's Ryan's wife who is really yeah. good friends with uh, my friend, Steve's wife, Kelly. So okay. I saw that name. I'm like, I know her. Yes. Yeah. She's a very dear friend of mine. That's so cool. Small world. Well, anyways, yes. uh, Let's talk about training for the marathon. And when I went creeping through your Instagram photos, this is not my Instagram photo, but I noticed so many like winter running photos. So you, you are not shy about running outdoors in the cold and the snow. Oh yeah. The elements don't bother me because there was a, there was a kind of a winter where I like played around with like the different layerings and like what I need to stay warm and dry. Um, because I will, I will go out in a blizzard before I run on a treadmill. <laughs> Treadmills are not for me. Um, I don't enjoy them. Uh, it's just boring as I'll get out. And so I don't want to do it. So I found the right gear for winter and, you know, and now I know like, okay, I need this. If it's below 30 degrees, I need these layers. If it's above 30, I need these layers, you know? So I, I figured out how to dress for the weather. I'm like, okay, I know this jacket keeps me dry. I know these shoes keep me feet dry. Um, so the weather doesn't bother me because in the winter, as soon as you get moving, you're warm. Like if you're layered properly. So it doesn't bother me. I'm Erica, does it bother you? Always. I'm always freezing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what it is. I can run and I'll heat up, but then I'll, I'll like hit an equilibrium point where I just like stop getting warm and I just like cool right back off again. And especially it's my butt. Oh, my butt's just too big. And I have to wear like, oh my God, in the winter, it's so bad though. I have like insulated leggings, like fleece, like pretty thick ones. And I'll put like thick sweatpants over it that are like kind of wind resistant and I'm still frozen on the bottom. I'm like, what the hell's going on? The the bottom half definitely is hard in the winter. Like I usually have to wear like a pair of shorts and then my fleece leggings because yeah, for whatever reason, my butt is always cold and that's, (laughs) I don't know. It just is. So I've just accepted that. (laughs) Winter just doesn't agree with me. Plus I get like, I think I have, what do they call it? Um, Raynaud's disease or, well not disease, but like with the really cold toes and they don't like warm up that happens. I'll be in my house with like, if I don't have socks on, Um, my toes are like 
white. <laughs> so right. I, I don't yeah. know what it is, but I always have frozen toes, frozen fingers, and I just can't win. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll again, if it up, it's not though. enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I'll suck it up though, because the treadmill, like after a certain mile, like after ten miles, even me, I'm just like, oh. uh, <laughs> it's bad. I think I've only ever done seven on a treadmill, and that was like, <laughs> I was capped out. Hard I said, stop. never again. Hard stop. Yep. Nope. <laughs> Not for me. And it's just so funny because I have so many runner friends. Uh, they'll do a marathon on a treadmill. And I'm like, you're nuts. Oof. No, thank you. <laughs> just the not going to happen for me. The problem for me with running outside in the cold is my head. Because my head will get cold <laughs> right. really fast. So because I have this beautiful bald head, right? This beautiful yep. shaved head. Beautiful. The, the thing is, I'll, I'll, maybe I need to find the perfect running hat. But the problem is I do sweat a lot. And then that yeah. hat gets wet. And then yeah. my head gets cold. Mm-hmm. And then I have to carry a wet hat. And yeah. I don't want to carry a wet hat because my hands get cold. And I'm so conflicted. Like, like I, sometimes on bike rides, it would be cold to start. And I would wear a layer. And yep. I would take that layer off two, three miles in and throw it in a bush. Right. Uh, and then come back and get it later. I've done that multiple times on the expert i'll even go back the next day in my truck and grab it but this year this winter is going to be a test because a lot of the um a lot of the workouts coach is going to put me through yeah i want to do outside i don't want to do on a treadmill because the watch doesn't sync with the treadmill perfectly and i'm just like i want to be accurate i want the data to be accurate so i'm going to try this winter is going to be yeah just play around with different layering yep Exactly. And that's what you have to do, you know, figure out what works and event you'll find something, you know, whether it be, you know, get a, um, something that would absorb your sweat, like a headband and then put your hat over it or something like that, you know, just play around with different, oh, you know, materials right. too, you know, the, right. the moisture wicking ones. Yep. Wasn't it someone Erica recently who told us they use like, um, a, a pad that women wear, and they're under, Who's you know, right? And they put that? it. Who said? Someone said that. I don't. I can't ah. think of the name of the pad either. So I'm just calling it a pad, like a Tampax. It pad is a or pad. Yeah, it's a pad. It. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure there's other materials out there that'll <laughs> wick the sweat away. That's not that. <laughs> it's just funny. But actually, you, I know. <laughs> yeah, I actually know hockey referees who wear the pad on their forehead. <laughs> but you don't see it. I wear a skull cap, but again, um, so yeah, <laughs> it's going to be an experiment. I'm going to invest yes. in some winter running stuff. Cause I want to stay outside yeah. this winter, at least try. So and that's the thing I is know- invest in the good stuff. Don't you can't get around, you know, $5 gloves. You need some good, you know, good winter gear. Well, if I need advice or tips, I'm coming to you because Erica's okay. not the one for You'll that. You'll see me running outside like Ralphie from a Christmas story, like in the or like his little brother in like the snowsuit. Right. Yes. Yes. Touch on. I don't know if you did touch on it, but what are your goals for the actual Boston Marathon when you run? Are you thinking you want to PR and go as hard as you can, or you like I want to run with Justine and then just enjoy this she like a is victory Justine. lap? Yes. Yeah. You said it again. <laughs> Judge Jay. That's me. <laughs> I'd love to run with myself. Um, yeah, no, Jay and I will be running it together. And I told her, you know, whatever shape we're both in or whatever the day brings us, we got to crawl, we got to walk, we got to skip, whatever we have to do, we will do it together and we will finish together. 
That's awesome. I can't wait. We'll be there cheering you on. And if you want to keep running by us, that's fine. If you want to stop. (laughs) Oh, no, I have a a feeling we'll be stopping. We'll be taking food. Oh, I like it's going to be a a content piece. Yes, have a party at mile 19. Take a five minute break. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We'll bring the snacks. Yep, maybe. Yes, yeah. and absolutely. Then, and then I'm thinking after the marathon, both of you come back for an OTR live. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's so fun. All right, talk about. We it. will do oh. everything we can to help the two of you continue to fundraise. Uh, check show notes for the links and and all that. And I'm sure we'll we will be pumping those tires come yeah. the new year. And yeah. uh, really, it's going to be pretty much uh, on the runs is brought to you by the Justine and Jay Dana Farber <laughs> fundraising page. Fundraising. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh. All right. We we don't need to be anywhere near done, but I am going to get to my uh, big Instagram question. Okay. Do you remember though what my picture was last year when you were on with uh with um with Mini Me uh <laughs> Nicole. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> See, Terrible with names I'm, today. I'm, I'm so flustered. Oh. I'm so well, you know what it is? No, this is what it is. When before you got in the room, Erica, I said, Justine, we did a sound test and everything. I go, I'm gonna go downstairs, fill my water. Oh, you haven't had water left this whole down- time. And here I am, like I left I drink like <laughs> this whole it. thing. Like, oh man. I job. I'm a little verklempt. I need to <laughs> <laughs> So Ashley asked me downstairs, can you go do this and do that? Grab these PJs, whatever. Yeah. I do it all. And then we're up here halfway through. I'm like, I don't have my water. And my mouth is like, oh, no. right now I can hear like. <laughs> yeah, get the so, ASMR. <laughs> do you remember though, the picture from last year? Oh, the random picture? I don't think I remember. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, do. Okay. You are going to fill it us in after, right? <laughs> it was it was from your heyday when you were a badass on a motorcycle. Oh, a motorcycle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I loved that thing. Well, I changed it up and now I can okay. share my screen. Oh, this but is good. earlier today, earlier on the pod, we were saying, like, who's this other running partner I'm going to ask you about? So I want to ask you about this boy. He's giving you a big, sloppy, oh, wet kiss boy. with his tongue. Got some tongue action there. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. That's my buddy. That's Miles. What? Hold on a second. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> his name is Miles? His name is Miles. All right. So... Next year, next year. Okay, I've been I've been trying really hard to think of what I'm going to call this uh, our media company, Justine. And I even <laughs> just had this conversation today. Our cat's name is Miles, and I am seriously considering Miles Media. Yes, I love it. I support it. Yes. <laughs> oh yes, my dog could be the poster child. Oh, he's my boy. Um, yeah, we got him in 2019. Um, and he was a rescue from down South. He's the sweetest thing. Um, and I just wanted him to like come running with me. And from the first time I took him out, uh, I took him out when he was, he was like six months old and I knew I had to be careful because, you know, he was still growing and everything. And I was doing reading on how you train him. So I trained him like a human. Um, you know, we would just do a mile at a time for a long time. 
And he was he was made to run. Um, his cadence was like matching mine. It was incredible. I didn't have to necessarily train him to run with me. He just did it. And it was so cool. And we got to the point um, he would come with me most of the time. It depended on the weather. I never brought him out when it was super hot or muggy, you know, because that's not really fair. Yeah. Um, and it's bad for their paws, too, if the pavement's hot. So I was always very conscious about the weather. But if it was nice enough, he would always go with me. And he would just trot alongside me um, and, you know, keep pace. It was so cool. And I got him up to – I was training him to do a half marathon with me. And I got him to 11 miles. Um, and then the day we were supposed to do the half, my um, father-in-law actually got in a car accident. So we actually never made it to the race. Um, but uh, yeah, he just, he loves to run and it, it's, it's really cool. That's a fun thing. Who, I wish uh, I had a, see, the, I would get a dog to run with, even though I'm, I'm like spoiled with my cats and they're easy. <laughs> dogs, <laughs> dogs are, are more yeah. work, but that, that's what He's I would love about cool. it. Yeah. And he's just, again, he was made for it. Um, you know, he wasn't usually ever distracted by much, you know, squirrels would run by and he'd, he'd kind of tug, but he'd also kind of be like, I know I shouldn't go after it. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's always been a very like just mellow tone dog. So uh, just him and I going out there and hitting the road was always so awesome. That's great. I would love my dog. I could, we could do the hikes and long walks. She couldn't run. Like, like some dogs, she had the ACL yeah. surgeries on both oh, her knees, yeah. but, oh, I love it. I'm a dog person and yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm like, I really like this name Miles Media because that's the name of yes. our cat. Like, oh, I perfect. love that. Yes. Oh, yeah. So. And he's we'll, we'll so good final... at photos too. Oh my gosh. This dog was like made for the media. <laughs> there, there are a ton of, there are so, so many. many good photos of him. I'm like, darn you. You're going to like steal the spotlight. <laughs> the. the Erica, she's not lying. She has so many photos of her and Miles and a couple yep. of them. She's getting some good tongue action. That one is a little excessive, <laughs> but there's one other one when him. he's looking at you, his eyes are kind of squinty closed Aww. and he's like, <laughs> yes, he's sticking his tongue out. I had no clue until I took the photo. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's so cute. I love it. He's hilarious. Were you right? Earlier on the pod, you're like, I think I know who you're talking about. Were we on the same page? Nope, Were you not even close? <laughs> Do you mind sharing who you thought it was? I thought you were gonna say Todd. Oh, oh, Todd, Mr. Megatod. <laughs> yes. He's just forever Megatod in my head now. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. We've been friends for quite a while on Instagram, and oh my goodness, the banter we have that go back and forth is. <laughs> amazing unhinged <laughs> um so i i figured probably that was coming up <laughs> since he was on not that long ago i'm like great he probably said something <laughs> <laughs> he was great so i loved him, him in his uh, red dungeon <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and you know what was really cool is uh is going to another guest we had recently aaron azar she loved yep. the term bike bitch and we're like yeah we know the guy who started that she goes, that's amazing. Yep. I'm going to use that. Yep. Oh, yes. Yep. He's the king of Instagram. So I'll tell you what, Eric, I'm going to let Erica ask her question, and I am going to go grab my water, and I'll be right <laughs> okay. back. I need that's water. Good. This has been a while. Run for it. Run. 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 Run.
Well, Justine, you already know since you guys have been on before. So you know that I have that big Spotify playlist. You already have a song on it, but you get to pick another one since this is your episode. So if you want to add another song, what would it be? Yes. Um, Most recently, my favorite on my playlist has been... We own it by Two Chains um, from the Fast and Furious movie. Oh, excellent! I don't yep. believe we've got that one on there. <laughs> Let me see if I can add it. I've got my tablet tonight because yeah, Newt <laughs> he does one. not like to email me the show notes in advance. He always does it after work because I don't have a printer at home. Okay. So I'm like, oh, okay, well he's... that's fine. I got it like an hour beforehand. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. You get it when I get it. So, yep, it's okay. pretty much the All right. same no, deal. But, yeah, he's funny about that. So, let me see. All right. What did you say? We own this? Two we chains? own it. We own it. Yes. All right. Yep. Ugh, I got to log in. I'll do it on my phone after. All right. <laughs> we got two chains. Yep. Was it Aerosmith? No. No. Two? Two? No. <laughs> Two, who's two chains? Oh man, it's from the Fast womp, and the Furious womp, soundtrack. Womp. I'll have to listen to it later. It's a good one, and I'll it's got like it a good beat list. to it. It is a good running song. I am, uh, I am happy though. Now I have my water. You're all hydrated. Good. <laughs> no, I have to rehydrate, but my mouth was so dry, and I was like listening to myself talk. It was awful. Oh no. I'm, I mean, I'm already bad enough, right? Well, I'm. <laughs> here being all like snarfy because I still haven't gotten over my cold yet. I sound a lot better than I did uh, from over the weekend, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm still uh, I'm not I'm there yet. Around. Mm-hmm. Well, Justine, it's not over yet because I do have one more question. Okay. Tell me about cuzzies. <laughs> oh, cuzzies. Cuzzies is a very small uh, bar in uh, Camden, Maine. Um, Nicole, I took Nicole up there for, you know, a romantic getaway for her birthday last year. Um, and it was beautiful. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Camden, Maine. It's absolutely stunning. Um, it's a drive. It's about three and a half hours like up. It's up, you know, beyond Bar Harbor. Um, but, you know, it's wintertime. So, you know, it's this little like port town so it's, you know, off season, there's not a lot of people around, but we had a beautiful hotel, mm-hmm. um, beautiful restaurants, a little main street, but at the very like middle of the street is this neon sign that says cuzzies. And we're like, I wonder what that is, you know, um, cause we were looking for like a place to, you know, go get a drink and her and I actually, um, love playing pool. So there's a, a fun fact and her and I are very good. They call, you know, cool. us pool sharks because, you know, two pretty girls walk in. They don't expect you to be able to play. And then we usually kick their butts. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Pool we sharks. usually try and find nice. these, like, random little, like, billiard halls or just something. We're like, you know, we just wander up and we, you know, own the game. So it's a lot of fun. So it was called Cuzzies, you know, again, <laughs> hole-in-the-wall place in Camden, Maine. On a Friday night, I think there might have been eight people in there, <laughs> um, but you could clearly tell we were not locals because, you know, her and I dressed up nice and everybody else in there was um, redneck. So <laughs> we walk up and put our quarters <laughs> down. We want to play winner. And it, it was kind of funny to, to watch the digress of them being like, oh, they can't play to, oh, crap they can play and they're good and, yeah 
<laughs> yeah. Um, we were just talking about that the other day. We're like, I wonder if our name's still on the board. <laughs> um, it, again, just that silly, random, fun stuff her and I always find. We find the most random places. Um, but no matter what we do, we always have so much fun. Even if nobody's there, we will just make it a blast. So Cuzzy's has a special place in our heart. <laughs> Love okay. it. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> think... That was a good one. This was a blast. Like, it's you, always you, fun you, with you guys. You guys do a great job. You girls, thank you so much for that. You you girls are awesome. I'm so yeah. I feel so lucky that we got to meet the tripod, as I think yes. I called you three last year. Yes, and absolutely. and we we got to meet <laughs> and we feel like we fit right in, even at the Hollis five five uh Hollis Fast 5K. Yes. It's a blast. There there's the one funny story about um about <laughs> there was this uncomfortable moment for me. I was telling Nicole about uh, at the Hollis Fast 5K. You're all talking about Jay's new boobs, and you're like, "Oh, feeling it." And I'm like, "Oh my, what do I do here?" And Nicole goes, "Nicole goes, oh, we we talk about the boobs all the time. We touch oh, them, yeah. feel them, and we're doing it the night." And I'm just like, "Yes." I'm yep. like, "Oh, I think we're in there talking about tits in front of us." <laughs> Oh yes, yeah. Jay Jay has no shame. Uh, you know the <laughs> the other day, her and I were talking and like talking about fundraising and whatever. And <laughs> so she has her surgery at the end of December for her real ones. And so uh, you know she still has her expanders in and they're plastic. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Can you please calm your plastic tits? Like this is not <laughs> the end of the world. You know, like it's just you know you have to make humor out of it." And she's such a good sport about it. Like. You know, because there's that's the easiest way to, you know, get over these things <laughs> and, you know, yeah. the awkward things, the hard things. You're always being humor into it. And, you know, <laughs> she's a good sport about it. <laughs> and the point I was trying to make, I guess, is that the three of you kind of you, you've you've accepted us. We just feel accepted and appreciated. Yeah. That. Oh, absolutely. And we appreciate that. You, the three of you kind of just like because they know interview, probably minimal vetting. Yeah, I feel like we got out of the interview we process. Did. We made it through. <laughs> we're in without all the questions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're very no, I'm, like, I'm so happy. yeah, easy to get along with. You know, we like you know other people that are easy to get along with. No drama, no judgment. Um, you know, and at the first sign of drama or judgment, we're out. You know, and you won't hear from us again. So, <laughs> if you hear from us, you know, yeah. no, we have too much Nobody going on in life. Crap. Like, life is short. Um, you know, and as you get older, you learn to stand your boundaries a little bit better and you don't have to accept that crap. So, but you know, we are we happy love good to people. welcome you guys in. You guys are awesome. We love what you guys do. Um, and you're authentic and you're real and you make it fun. And that's what the running community is, you know, and supporting one another. Well, I really appreciate that. And we appreciate you. Thank yes. You. That's what we, that's what we want. <laughs> well, we will be sharing a lot over the next eight months or so from you and Jay about fundraising for Boston and just getting the word out there. Yes. We are pretty much on the runs podcast brought to you by miles <laughs> media. And yes, Jay I and love Justine's that. Fundraising oh my page. gosh. Please go so, register that tomorrow. I love it. Listen, everyone, <laughs> if you want to find Justine or Jay's info, they'll be in our show notes, probably going forward until the end of the year or until the Boston marathon. Also, I think we have a content piece. We could do a content idea next year with you, you and uh, Nicole running yes. with microphones. Yes. That could be a lot of fun. It will be so entertaining. 
<laughs> the stuff we come up my... with is just unhinged. <laughs> We're going to call it Unhinged with Nicole and Justin. Yes. There's your segment title. There's our segment. <laughs> the segment love title. Love it. Love it. You're awesome. Thank you for coming on the pod. Thanks for shouting it out to to me and saying, hey, Absolutely. I would love to yes. come. And I think you did it before, boss. And you just. I did. No, I love yes. it. This has been a joy ride for us and you're a big part of yes, it. Yes, it's always so fun to chat with you guys. You guys are awesome. I was going to say the feeling is mutual. We love to have you on. So anytime, you, anytime you're interested, you're more than welcome. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that one. Justine Hayward on the On The Runs podcast. What an awesome interview from Justine. You are so, so, so fun to talk to. And we really appreciate you coming back and just being awesome with us. It was such a blast. Even though Nicole did take a couple of low shots there. <laughs> but she knows she's loved. He- there are headshots because they were low. Oh, my God. <laughs> they never stop. <laughs> Nicole, I am on your side. I love you. Just... You could just smack him in the back of the head. <laughs> I love that teaser post I posted today. I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, I laughed. The, she was she was dishing it out on that too. She's yeah. like, he fears yeah. me. And I yeah. was like, they're mm-hmm, still going. Should. Her and yeah. her and some girl Sammy are still <laughs> going at it or something. Yep. Yeah. This girl Sammy makes some comment and Nicole's like, You're the same as me. <laughs> <laughs> Paraphrasing. Sammy's but- um, she's the one who they were training together and she just like crushed a BQ herself, didn't I she? I think like, she did. I, she's yeah, they were training fast. together. Yeah, she's in the mm-hmm. Boston Marathon. I know that. I, and I believe mm-hmm. because she qualified and she like mm-hmm. even crushed the buffer. So the girl's wicked yep. fast. I don't know much about her, but she has a lot of good fun. Good team there. Yeah. Good, yep, definitely. Yeah, good, good little mini team they got. Anyways. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> hey, uh, some unfortunate news. When you were listening to the Justine episode, we talked about a possible name for like a media company for this podcast. And we mentioned uh-huh. Miles Media. Yeah, that's taken by like everybody. There's a Miles Media, oh, there's a Miles no. Media Films, there's like uh, multi Miles, there's all these different Miles Media. So that's not going to work. So. Gotcha. There was, I don't know, there's a couple great options. Like uh, we talked about Code Brown Media. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this one before, but Mary did Pump in the Tires Media. I love it, but it's too many words. So it's still a project for me to hmm. master in December. If any of you guys have a, a thought or a great suggestion, uh, just send it my way. Send it mini media. Workshop this mini man. media for Nicole. Mini media. That could be hers. Yeah, mini <laughs> media. I love man. it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she runs you into the ground. Oh my God. Watch. All right. I'll give yeah. you an update next week if I'm alive. But yeah. So. Yeah. I am very interested to see that. We'll save your, uh, what, bi weekly yeah. coaching I, yeah. we'll, recaps. We'll, yeah. we'll catch up next week. We got to talk yep. about the watch dilemma. There's a little watch issue going on. Oh, and- what happened with your watch? Well, is that for next week or you get to tell me well, this time? I'll just tell you now because it's quick and we, we touched yeah. on it in the episode with Justine. But. It's like the iPhone Android thing. She has a Garmin just like everyone else. I have a Soonfu. Uh, <laughs> now, yes. I loved my Garmin. I really did. And I would have gotten another Garmin, but I got a sweet deal via my brother who gets like 40% mm-hmm. off Soontus. This app Nicole uses, and it's an awesome app, this platform called V.02 for my coaching. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I am bummed out about this. Apparently, when she plugs in a workout, if I can sync it to my Garmin watch and then my watch knows what I'm supposed to do and it will tell me what to do. It like beep on the intervals. How cool. It sets it automatically. 
it doesn't sync with Suntu. Now it syncs with Strava. So when not. when my workout posts to Strava, Strava tells V.O2 what I did, uh-huh. but I have to like do the math in my head, like runner's math. And I'm like, okay. And so no, Nicole. So it's making your life more difficult than it needs to be. She wins this one. Maybe one day it will be compatible to a Suntu brand watch. You know, Courtney Dewalter mm-hmm. wears Suntu. You know, VO2 should be compatible if they want to be on the level of the GOAT. You know what? I feel like you can reach out to the developers and suggest things because that might be worth it for you. Like go into the app store where you downloaded the app and like you can rate it and stuff like that. You can add some comments. So that might be worth it for you. Okay. Good, good thinking. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll jump in there. I'll yeah. give them five stars and just offer recommendations. In my there you opinion, go. this is what you should do. One other thing we have to talk about is I take a sip of my water. Mm-hmm. When I left the room to go grab a water during Justine's episode, you two talked about me for a little bit and you gave me some, um, you gave me a hard time a little bit about. What did we, what did we talk about? You, <laughs> it's been you, too long. you, you voiced your displeasure with um, my timeliness of getting you show notes. <laughs> and you did so much better this week. So round of applause. I appreciate you actually. <laughs> Getting them during my work hours so I can print them. I like I like the hard copies, man. Like <laughs> it's a lot I like of work. to write stuff down, make notes. I know it is, I know it is. It's a lot of work. So I really appreciate the extra work you put in to get them in my hands sooner. So next week's guest, not dropping next week, but who we are recording with next week is someone you got. Mm-hmm. So I think you should do the notes and send them to me on time and I will print them at work. You know what? I could very well do that. Although you and I still need to talk because uh, we got oh, we got a lot. I wasn't of prep even talking about that person. That's the white whale. Oh, no? I wasn't talking about the white whale. I I didn't forget, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. Well, we have work to do, but I can I can work on the other one. <laughs> We do. We need to have like an hour sit down conversation before Sunday mm-hmm. night or by Sunday yes. night. Because we need to email these notes to their bosses. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. What else do we have to talk about? Well, I was going to say we have some friends that we can shout out real oh, quick right. for some accomplishments that they already did and some upcoming ones. That's right. Let's go. Let's go. I got to give a big mm. one to Jay Duncan. Hell yes, Jay Duncan. She just crushed a half marathon, a post-cancer PR half marathon. And mm-hmm. she freaking crushed it. Her don't her fundraising is insane right now. I yep, am a little that bummed. train is taking off. I'm a little bummed out though because I thought someone did this, but apparently they did, and then they gave her like a pass. But she mm-hmm. she said a hundred dollars. If someone donates a hundred bucks, I will run to the theme song of Ducktales the entire half marathon. <laughs> and I thought someone did, and you know what I told her? I said that's not uh-huh. enough. I say you need to make that like a $500 donation and then maybe five friends or 10 friends will like split it. Uh-huh. I, and that's not <laughs> worth a hundred to put her through a misery. Yeah. But it's not worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> a minimum of 500. How funny mm-hmm. would that be? Just running the whole time to ducktails. Woo! Oh my God. Well, Denise had to hear that 7,000 times when she did dopey. So, uh, poor Jay. I mean, it didn't happen, right? So she didn't have to go through that. I don't think it did. I <laughs> that think, just sounds yeah. awful. Uh-huh. 
hundred dollars is not enough, Jay. Five hundred dollars minimum, and then I would I would donate a hundred with Erica doing a mm-hmm. hundred, and we'd get Nicole mm-hmm. and Justine. And- it would have to be, you know what? If I'm gonna pitch in that kind of money for a song that's gonna annoy the shit out of her, <laughs> it would have to be like Baby Shark or something. Like it would have to be like really bad. You know, I'm that- not gonna put her through that. You know, one that wouldn't be bad. And I, I mentioned this on, on the Will Run For podcast uh, when they asked me about a song or something. The Ferris Bueller's Day Off song that is like the whole time in the movie. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Yeah. Actually, I could I could, I could could run to that. Yeah, you I could. could. And that wouldn't be so miserable. They they took that backbeat and made it a flow rider song. Yeah, I could do that one. <laughs> that that That's okay for a hundred bucks, but. $500 yeah. is the minimum for DuckTales or something like that. <laughs> but Jay, congratulations. Yeah. That was amazing. Like, holy cow. We the, got off topic. The, the, yes, Jay. The amazing. video, the video of her at the finish line, like she's like, yes. And then right to like emotional. I felt that like yeah, that, that kind of thing gives me serious goosebumps. Cause I just like, I can feel the excitement and like, just, I'm so proud of you. Like, that is so, so, so amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, felt it through my bones. Yeah. Another one we missed was everyone who did the New York City Marathon. Mm-hmm. Did you pay attention to that? Vaguely. I We had a few friends doing it. Like, uh, Yuki was doing it. Um, I think Dave was doing it, too. Dave Belvo. Mm-hmm. Who else was doing it? Mike. Magic Magic Mile Mike. Magic Mile Mike. Casey Neistat I, I was there. I can't wait to... Again? Okay. I don't know if you know I can't wait to see... Yeah, we've been over this. Okay. Yeah, you showed me a bunch of his videos. But I can't wait to see how that scavenger hunt came out with Magic Mile Mike cuz that's going to be amazing. Yeah. He actually chose one of my one of my uh things cuz I I think I just put pet 10 at least 10 dogs and that's real easy to do. So uh yeah, I wonder he picked if he mine chose out of the mine. Hat. I don't know if he chose mine. I know it wasn't in the first 20 and he did 40 things, right? Or what? No, he did 26. 26. It, it wasn't in his yeah, first 13. I wonder, I told him to go out there and act like a college division one varsity ribbon <laughs> twirler, you know, so. That wouldn't have been too, too terrible to no. do. <laughs> I, but, yeah. I was on an airplane. I think that he was... chose one of Mary's too, but it was, yeah, it was okay. a lot of fun keeping up with his stuff. Can't wait to see the finished. I wasn't able to stuff. like follow the feed because that was my travel day. I flew that day, but I, I followed everyone mm-hmm. through social media and I want to mention three. All right. So yes. one. Aaron Azar was there and they did like a live podcast from the sidelines of the marathon and they would chase after some people who they knew. They chased after Casey Neistat and she was like, Casey, when are the daily vlogs going to come back? And he just kept going. Some people did stop and talk. (laughs) And so that got me thinking. We could totally do that at mile 19 of Boston. And I just, (laughs) but we're not going to chase after them. But after our live podcast outside with, uh, the girls and Patrick, it's totally mm-hmm. doable. We can have the mics and the recorder. And when our friends come by and they stop like they did for 30 seconds, we can get like the 30 second update. Like Dave did. Yes. Oh my God. But with the this microphones Dave at versus mile our 19, phones. I'm not feeling really great. <laughs> yeah. It would be awesome. So I'm like, yeah, we can just totally do that. Update. We know how to do that it. That would be, that would be so much fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the other person I want to shout out is also an Aaron. Erin from Will mm-hmm. Run For was there. Did you see her post? Did you see what she dressed up as? She was, was it a pinata? She was a pinata. Yeah. How cool was that? Oh, that was wicked cool. <laughs> we should do that next year them. for Boston. 
Oh, you can oh. dress up. I, yeah. well, I'm not dressing as a pinata. I don't want to get hit. <laughs> but I would dress up. Like, I've saw people in, like, the inflatable, like, dinosaur costumes and stuff like that. You would so. have to be a wacky, <laughs> be wavy, blessed. inflatable tube man. Easy. That's easy what you got to do. You, do. Gotta, you already yeah. have it. And maybe you can get mm-hmm. your new best friend to come out and dress as one, too. <gasps> be like, hey, hey, new best friend. You can come with me Brittany. and be one of us in this suit. Oh and no God. one will know it's you. Oh, my God. Could that actually happen? Brittany, what are you doing on April? What? <laughs> what date's Boston? Well, we'll keep that. We'll table it. We'll we'll keep it in the back of our minds because that would be really freaking fun. Cool, cool podcast uh, fact that might happen is um, mm-hmm. the Boston Marathon is actually on April 15th, tax day. Oh. The next day at the pace we're going, because I am way into our calendar, right? Yeah, you are. The next day will be episode 100. No freaking way. Yeah, episode 100. Are we going to have somebody big? We got to we gotta plan this out, man. We got to work on it. I'm working on it. But I'm also kind of like, could 100 just be a live show from Boston? Yeah. Why yeah, not? Could be. Lots of options. If it's if we get uh-huh. like a big crowd at mile 19, I would I would be down for that. I know I want to get big guests or big numbers, but the biggest guests in our lives are our the our friends of the pod and our lovers of the pod who we've already had on. Yeah. So that could be an epic episode. What a blast. Yeah. Yes. I am on board. I am a hundred percent on board. New York looked really but- cool. I I want to be there and w- we can make it happen if like just things work out. We can be there and support. My sister lives in the city. We got a place to stay with her. And that could that Would could be, be a lot cool. of fun unless we run it. So <laughs> so so on the heels of New York City, which uh Rory, Mr. The Rullet, also ran because he's a machine. He is doing Philly this coming weekend with a bunch of pod fam also. So yeah. we got to shout out the pod fam who's gonna be running. We've got Justine and Nicole, the wonderful duo. We've got Sherry. She's going to be there for the half, I think. Was it the half? You guys have to connect. Yes, absolutely. And then Rory, this is, I think, his last big marathon for the year because dude's got to slow down a little bit. (laughs) He's he's just on a freaking roll. He's crushing So, Yeah, he had Chicago, New York, and now Philly. His van caught on fire the other day. I saw that. It's like a work van. Did he get hit? I think he got in an accident and I think someone else hit his car. And as he's outside the car, like getting insurance information, his van just like started to catch on fire. What a nightmare. Well, glad everything's okay. Hopefully everyone was okay. There were no injuries, but that's just rough. But anyways, Philly. (laughs) One one more back to New York. One more shout out I want to get as I'm going over all my notes. Yeah. Allie Feller. You know, Allie Feller, the Allie on the Run show. She did TV, and I'm watching, like, all the clips of it. She was awesome on TV. Like, a natural. Like, so freaking good. you know who good. she got to get, like, she got to be on TV with? I do. That's why I was going with this. Ugh. Who is her co-host? <laughs> My favorite coach, Bex Gentry. Ugh, she was awesome. I was watching. So, I still don't have cable. Couldn't physically watch it, but I was following through everybody's stories and... Bex just did a fantastic job. Allie did a fantastic job. It made me a little like teary when um her partner Austin crossed the finish line and she was like cheering for him. And she, oh my God, it just gets me in the feels every time. <laughs> so yeah, amazing job by the two of them. Like I would watch any coverage that they do. They could be, I don't know, 
street sweeping and I would watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I try to think of the most with boring thing out there. <laughs> Not even a sport. So there you go. I would watch it. Yeah, no, congrats to everyone who ran those races. And then this past weekend was Manchester. I feel like all these yes. races were in the last 10 days since we've talked. Cramming them in, man. <laughs> That's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yep. But hey, hopefully all of you people who have been just grinding away at these races will take some time and have a nice small off season. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. I need to to work on my strength and... It's cold out, so I don't want to be outside anymore. Yeah, off season is it's going to be great. I'll just back it off a little bit and then regroup. Mine's going to be brutal because Coach is going to kill me. <laughs> you need a treadmill like me. I'm looking forward to it, though. Bring it on, Coach. <laughs> she going to kick your ass. <laughs> so, yeah, why don't you tell me about that Utah trip? Because uh, some Utah of those pictures so cool. looked amazing yeah it, i honestly so when i get asked to go on trips and they're always like within two weeks of the trip because like mm -hmm. the 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 platform we use to get our tickets anyone who travels to work probably is familiar it's concourse and it says like this is within 14 days you must get approval by your boss and their boss it's like why is it within oh. four anyways yeah so i google like where to go or i just go google maps and i realized so I'm going to Utah, but I'm not going to Salt. I'm flying into Salt Lake City, but I'm not staying in Salt Lake City. And I so I flew there Sunday. Monday was supposed to be the travel day, but I planned it this way for two reasons. One, if I flew Monday, I was going to get to my destination extremely late. And if I flew Sunday, I still got there extremely late, but I had all day Monday to do whatever I want. Okay. So I arrived Sunday night. I drive to a hotel like 20 minutes away, spent the night there. The next day, I drove four hours straight past my hotel that I was supposed to stay at for another hour and a half to Arches National Park in Moab, Utah. And I'm like, I got one wow. day to do this. So I drive in. The, the entire drive there was just amazing. Like you're in the desert, but you're in canyons the entire time. I Wow. I've never seen any scenery like this. So Salt Lake City, that area was just some, it was flat with some really big rugged mountains. But once you get past those mountains, I, I got off the highway and I had to go down this like two lane road uh, for hours and hours, well over a hundred miles up and over this big pass. And just, it was like, wow, it was dangerous, like wanting to take photos and want to be like, oh my God, uh -huh. oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and I would take some photos, but really I just took it in. I I finally got to Arches National Park, and this place is just beautiful. It's it's not as big as you would think. It's huge, but just next door is Canyonlands National Park, and it's like 10 times the size. Okay. But Arches has this arch called the Delicate Arch. That's the arch on their license plate, just like we have the old man on the mountain. And the old man on the mountain one day, he fell about 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. This arch, like these arches will eventually fall one day, but there'll be new ones as I've learned. Like there are, you can see new ones forming in the, wow. in, in the rocks. Like it just has to do with the rain and the weather. Now that new one that's forming might not be there for another like 500 years. And these <laughs> ones that are going to fall might not fall for another 500 years, but they will. And they will look different in 50 years, a little by little by little. But this one uh, delicate arch, I, I asked the guy at the gate, if I can see one arch, if I only have time to see one, 
which one? So he told me, go see delicate. So I drive through this, this road that goes to the park and I see, I stopped a bunch of times, took pictures of this, took pictures of balance mm-hmm. rock. And you're like, how is that thing sitting on there? And it even <laughs> like it weighs 37 tons or whatever. I'm like, how do they know that? <laughs> um, oh, right. Right. But I get to the delicate arch and there's two ways to see this one. If you're not in shape to go on a, a decent hike, you can go to some parking lot and like walk a hundred feet and see it from afar, like really far. Mm. The other option is a hike. So I went hiking. It was a 5k. It was 5.4 miles out and back. So it was like mm-hmm. 1.3 each way. And what's amazing to me is I was already at 5,000 feet elevation. Yeah. I didn't feel the elevation, but I'm just kind of like, it's high, but it doesn't, it didn't have much vert. Gotcha. This place is just so cool because when you approach it, you're walking on a, um, this ledge, it's like six feet wide. It's pretty wide, but a lot of people were nervous too, but then there's this huge wall to your right. And when you get to the end of the wall and you're going up and like, if you fall to the left, you're dead. Like that's the thing you're dead. (laughs) Okay. Once you wrap this corner, it's just like, Oh my God. Holy cow, you need to stop and take a moment and you just sit down and enjoy it and look at it. And I sat there for probably 30 minutes and just in awe of this arch. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. Nature's beauty, man. So I walk back and I do the rest of the hikes and I do another one called Sand Dune and Broken Arch. Impressive, still very impressive. On Broken Arch, though, I remember looking at the map and being like, it looks like a loop. Well, eventually, I am trying to come back and I am off trail and I am lost and the sun is setting and I'm like, uh oh, Eric gets lost in the desert and it's going to drop like <laughs> 30 degrees and you're just going to hear this story of the news. New Hampshire podcaster dies in Archer's National Park. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. Right. And so, but you know what saved me as we we're just hmm. talking some trash on watches, but my watch saved me because I was able to look at my map and I'm like, I walked over there. If I just continue to walk straight, I'm going to get right back to where I was at one point. And I eventually found the trail I was on and made my way back. Oh, that's good. Right. It was, it was cool because so I soon too has his, as uh, some redeeming qualities. If I were to say there's one negative thing about this national park compared to what we're used to hiking is where we hike in new England, there are so many trail markers. There is very few trail markers, and I just want to think it's because they don't want to paint or whatever. Because in New Hampshire, when you're walking oh. on these these trails, there'll be a uh, paint about the size of your hand or a brick on the, a tree or on the ground, and it will always mm-hmm. be color coded, and you'll know you're on the right trail. And it's like every hundred yeah. yards, there was none of that. There was a couple occasional little signs. It was very easy on all the trails at some points to be like in the middle of this big rock area. And you don't know what way to go. So I'm not stupid, guys, and got lost. It just was like, (laughs) what direction do I go? You avoided (laughs) it. Good job. But what does my smart ass do after almost getting lost in the dark to see an arch? Do you tell. I went to go see another arch in the dark, and it was (laughs) so worth it. But I am walking back. (laughs) Thankfully, the trail was very well, not marked, but just it was very well known what this trail, you were on a trail. And on the entire Mm. way back, I had to use my cell phone as a light, but it was worth it. And I saw this one arch called Landscape Arch, and it was very long, and it was very cool. So, 
Well, I'm glad you had a good time and you didn't get lost in the desert. Well, get this. <laughs> Here is here's the bonus. Mm-hmm. The next day, work was awesome. It was a super long day, 14 hours. It was like a mini video movie shoot as we were getting marketing footage. And there was all these guys oh. soldiers and just the scenery was That's so cool. cool. We got all our work done that day. We we're supposed to be there for two days. So the two people I traveled with who came from the Portland office, Shannon and Nick, mm-hmm. like, what are we going to do? Well, I have an idea. My Arches Pass is good for seven days. So we went back to Arches and thank God, <laughs> because you know what? That place is too amazing to try to fit in one day. And we had so much fun. We're doing handstands that were a little dangerous at times in front under these arches. We were doing like funny f- poses. I proposed to Shannon. Then she proposed to me under delicate arch. It was just like awesome. <laughs> it was so much fun. We're doing pictures of like you're holding the the bounce rock in the air like a baby or whatever, a football. Oh, we just had so much <laughs> fun. And then we drove the four hours back to Salt Lake City. I spent four nights there, three different hotels. We're like, wow. we're like, there's no point in staying in our hotel. That's three hours away from Salt Lake city and getting up mm-hmm. super early to jump on an airplane. So we, uh, we checked out early and we drove to Utah, Salt Lake city and had uh, Mexican food at this cool little Mexican place, like hole in the wall, Mexican joints. And those two people I traveled with, they're awesome. It, it's, the area and the hiking, that's their jam. It's my jam. It's not like go out and get trashed and shit faced and go to strip yep. clubs and all that. It is go <laughs> have fun. You know me. Like, what did I do in Las Vegas? You went to a hockey game. I went to a hockey game. <laughs> so yeah, you are you were on a whole nother level than, yeah, <laughs> than yeah. some people. I'm like, I'm gonna but, go to a hockey I mean, game. I'm gonna go that's hiking more in our fun. I wanna go back and see Canyonlands. I can't wait. I'm gonna wait gonna wait till the boys are teenagers and we'll do like a mm. week-long camping trip out there and go to there's like these four huge national parks in the area do they got any marathons out that way i haven't i haven't been to utah so they do mm-hmm. and do you know who i almost called to see if i could like meet up and say hello saint george mm. saint george utah Oh, Miss Ashley Paulson. Yeah. <laughs> I almost, when I realized I was going to be there and have a, another extra day, I'm like, how far am I from cool. St. Paul? I didn't do it because it was in the wrong direction. Um, and I wanted to go to Arches and she just had foot mm-hmm. surgery. Those pictures, those sensitive pictures that you have to like, oh, no. click on. yes, I am aware. I'm going to look at some, some raw stuff. Uh, those are awesome pictures. If you guys are well, okay speedy, with like speedy recovery and, to you, Ashley, yeah. that's, that's some gnarly stuff. Yeah. St. George, Utah has the St. George marathon that we know Sherry just ran. It just happened that the other right. week, like three weeks ago. So there's your, I'm going to put it, put it on my list of, of races to run eventually. But yeah. I mean, I would love to, to go to, to arches as well. Yeah. So my trip was great. I'm sorry for a bad story teller, but I, uh, you did fine. I ended it with drop uh, throwing my sneakers in the trash and I came home and bought new sneakers the next day. Flights were a breeze. <laughs> I really like Delta. I got a ton of work done on those uh, flights. Good. Cars. Work, po- the podcast. If you love what you do, it's not work. There you go. <laughs> and I love that you love it because I still don't know how. If I could make a living doing this. Oh, it'd be so much fun. I know. Your dream. I want to fit one more thing in. Um, for anyone yeah, who's still listening... If you don't have a t-shirt yet, it will be in the mail by Wednesday. Yes. 
the only people who haven't received the t-shirt yet are the ones who need it mailed. And it was my goal to get it done before Utah. That did not happen. But I will edit this tonight. And tomorrow night, I will do all the packing of the t-shirts. And I'll mail them by Wednesday night after work. Just drop them off at the UPS store. Nice. There's like five of you out there. And then after Thanksgiving, I'm going to round them up for our some of people like your new best friend and them. And I'll send mm-hmm. those out after Thanksgiving. We got to get one to my mom. <laughs> Linda, you want a t-shirt? Hit that Venmo up, girl. <laughs> She's like, I birthed one of the co-hosts. I don't have to pay for shit. <laughs> <laughs> she birthed a superhero. Her words. <laughs> she birthed a co-host too, yeah. but I'll cover my mom's uh, t-shirt. So no Very worries. Cool. Uh, wicked fun tros. Um, love doing this. I guess we should update. We got a couple more episodes for the year. We will still have a drop every Tuesday, but we're going to mm-hmm. do a best of, and I already kind of marked down what I'm going to do. I just got to do the work and uh, every Tuesday in December, there will be a drop. Maybe, okay, I'm giving you the month off, but I was also thinking maybe we could do like a Christmas special. I don't know. Or at end of the I year I would be review. game for a Christmas special. <laughs> yes, we can do something fun. We'll figure it out. But we're going to have, a, I think we have three more drops. I can't believe it's already like the end of the year, basically. I know it's not quite so close, but the holidays are upon us. and Next week is just, Thanksgiving. It just flies by. I know. It just flies by. Yeah. Oh, Turkey trot. Which one are we going to do? Because I think you threw a, a curveball in this. What are we going to do? Well, Jay, yeah, Jay brought up a different one in Brookline, but I don't know. That one is very small and it sells out and I have no idea how many spots are left. So we got to see if anybody else is interested and then kind of feel out which one's going to work out best. All right. Brookline. But I would be down for either one. Okay, cool. We'll have to find out. We'll know by, well, hopefully by the Soon. next pod. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. Cause yeah, then we're going to run I, out of time. I do like the option of signing up at the race. So that would be Nashua, but I want to see Jay. And I also like Nashua just because it's very, very, very close to my house. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Jay, if you're listening, you can poke at him and be like, just do it. Screw your gamma phobia. Yeah. If any of you want to make a donation to Jay or Justine, you can find their links in the show notes. And I'm just going to like hit a repeat that every episode until the boss marathon. So they will always be in our show notes for Justine and Nicole. As I joke, this Mm -hmm. podcast is brought to you by Justine and Nicole's fundraising pages (laughs) for the boss marathon. (laughs) All right. Hey, anything we can do to help because. It's for a very, very worthy cause. So we are all over the track. So, guys, thank you so much. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to that YouTube channel. A few more things dropped this past week. That would be Larson in our entire intro from episode 81. And if you know how, because I don't even know how, because I'm not an Apple guy, but leave us a five star review and a rating because apparently that helps us out a lot. So, I really appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. And just keep sharing the podcast. Honestly, you guys are rock stars. You're awesome. Thank you so much for being friends of the pod. Ooh, before we go, okay. I, I have one more we'll thing to add. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will only take a second, but I am one of the newest ambassadors for Alter Ego Running. How really? cool is this? Like, check check out my new hat, man. Wah. Okay. I'm a okay. new ambassador. Okay. So if anybody wants uh, any discount codes for Alter Ego, hmm. use code Sunny E. <laughs> what, what was that again? Sunny E, Sunny like Sunny e. D. 
but Sunny E. Oh, oh, for me. look at my t-shirt, Sundrop. Sundrop. <laughs> I know. It's very fitting. But yeah, I'm I'm really, really stoked to be uh, a new ambassador what, for them. Um, they have a lot of awesome stuff. Can a podcast be an ambassador? Is that a thing or does it have to be like, like we have our Instagram I feel like account. I'm bringing you with me. I'm, I'm like reeling you in. <laughs> so... Yeah, we're going to work on our reach next year. We'll f- I don't know, like, mm. I don't even know if that's what we want to do, if a podcast wants to be an ambassador, but um, yeah, Alter Ego, if Erica does a kick-ass job, sponsor us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I'm pretty much taking you along for the ride, so. I hope so. I hope so. So I appreciate but anyways, all the help. It, enough, enough shameless plugs, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, we've been talking your ear off for quite a while now, and we've had that awesome episode with Justine. So let's let's wrap yeah. this up, you yeah. guys. Great episode. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. You're all rock stars. I love you, and I know Erica does too. Yes, I was just going to say, I love you more. We hope you have a wonderful week, and don't forget to stretch. All right, so we did the little hamster wheel thing. Oh. My life updates are boring. <laughs> Guess who just liked my story? Nicole or Justine? <laughs> Wait, who? Matt Whiplers. You're kidding. Not a big like deal. The... How did that happen? I tagged him because I just did a Peloton ride. And he liked it himself? Damn. Yeah, he was looking really good That's in that photo. Cool. Man rocket. Absolute man rocket. What's up, Matt? Jesus. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> He's going to be like, and I'm going to retract that like right now. <laughs> no, dude. Never again. Thanks for the zone six workout today, buddy. All right. Oh, you did zone six? I did zone six.